This is Off the Edge Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 6. I'm Matt. That's Zach. Yep. And still t- Zach. Yeah, still Zach. Still Zach in a new house. I oh, am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got a new house this, new week, house this and past week. Just ordered a new electronic drum set, too. Oh, I'm excited oh, about that. Nice. Uh, drooling. All right. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Um, traveled all the way down from Kansas City. All to, the uh, way. To, to hang with us. Uh, Alex Hill, um, many of you may know as uh, Everett the Gray. Uh, and a lot of people soon, sooner rather than later, are going to know him as Dr. Hill. Almost. Working on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, man, thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah. thank you for having we me. We know thank you're a super busy guy. Me. Yeah. And no, no, it's uh, all good. we really appreciate you making the time for us. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. And so. uh, I want to <laughs> say right off the bat, Everett the Gray, we're all fans. Um, the other two guys in the band are um, like seriously fanatics. And it. they really uh, were sad to miss out tonight. Okay, yeah, I was wondering but, who all would be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They I, wanted to. Yeah, but um, yeah. Much it, respect, though. They it's hit, it's hit or miss. Um, you know, uh, Quentin. Mm-hmm. He's he's my son. Uh, he uh, he's over in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Um, and he just recently transferred to day shift, which is great. But for some reason, last night and tonight, they get him on night shift. Back oh. the, I don't know if he's training somebody or something like that. He's like, oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then Daryl's over in, uh, in Parsons. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, his wife is currently back in school, and he's still got uh, two, two youngins. So uh, okay. he's, he's playing the good, good husband and uh, looking out. We need more of this. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. So, yeah, you know, uh, Zach's fortunate. He's got uh, he's got a wife that lets him off the leash every now and then. Yeah, to do this. Yeah, pretty much. And, and mine are grown, so you know, half the time it's just kicking my ass out of the house. All right, right. So. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you just recently released uh, which one was it? Uh, riddles. Pillowcases. Riddles. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pillowcases was, say, was the other one that, right, that right. I really, really, really liked. Thank you, thank you. Um, I like a lot of them. Um, thank you. I, it's the it's your your blending of genres, right? Is is what I love, and that's really kind of kind of where we're going. And I, I love. Uh, all right, I don't want. To, I want to try to articulate this without sticking my foot in my mouth. Like when uh, when you hear like uh, kind of the the rap rock mix or something like my mind usually goes to like the 2000s kind of mm. rock and and that's a, a definite sound right and i don't want to give anyone the impression if they haven't heard you that that's kind of where you're coming from it's right. totally different than that right 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 you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and it's so refreshing it's such a i i find everything great to be a really unique sound thank you and, thank you i uh that's kind of that was kind of my goal is I feel like the environment that we're in now as musicians, there's there's a lot of really great music, but a lot of people, um, it seems like they kind of find themselves in uh, genres and they kind of stick to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, just as, as my kind of project, I have a love of lots of genres of music, so I felt like I wanted to express that if possible. Um, and it seems like it's resonating with people in a good way so far. So Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Cool. Um, I don't know. How... Now, I, I was going to ask you like how you would kind of define your sound or something, but that's so mm. stupid to well, try to, <laughs> try, to try to pigeonhole yeah, it like yeah. that. I mean, I mean it, um, it, it's easy for other people to 
to kind of describe your sound for you. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. because I mean, as an artist, you want your stuff to be original. Um, we all know we have our influences and we all know the influences pour out. And right. there are some influences that we don't even know that we have that comes out. And then every now and then you'll get somebody that says, Oh, it sounds like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. You know, um, you know, I, I, it's like a little bit of Motown, a little bit of Hendrix, and a little lo-fi beat like, on top of that, but then there's I think so much what, more. You okay, know? okay. I, I think what I really dig is it, um, and tell me if I'm way off base here or whatever, okay. but it feels to me like uh, like Scott kind of, you know, you got the rap kind of influence in some of the things. You got R&B kind of influence on the things, but it's still guitar-centric like centric or guitar-driven. Yeah. You know? Um and that's just a, but but I feel like it leans more toward, like not more toward the rock side of things, but more toward that R and B and like kind of rap side of things. Mm-hmm. But that the fact that it's still like centered around the guitar is like that the way that you blend that. That's what feels so fresh to me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah. is that am I no just definitely, about, definitely. <laughs> like, yes. All right. Cool. Cool. Good. And I, I think it's kind of. Uh, kind of a throwback too because that's where a lot of that's you know your late 60s early 70s uh funk and and all that was really kind of guitar driven you know of course mm. they had a lot of horns and stuff like that but yeah. you know once yeah, you, we need we're gonna need some more horns yeah man if i i don't know a whole lot of a lot of good trumpeteers <laughs> oh come here. on come I know we, the, we, we know the, some guys the guys in zero to panic yeah, I know there's a couple yeah. over there but yeah. right um but uh it uh you know, I think in the in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, R and B and 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 that soul kind of music kind of drifted away from guitars and went just more synth heavy and sure. Uh, you know, there's still horns, there's but a focus on, you know, string arrangements and just, you know, the Whitney Houston era yes. and, and and stuff like that. Don't be is, talking no shit about all, Whitney, man. all great music. You know. It's all great music. <laughs> but you know, it kinda of, kinda of moved away from the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, I think a lot. Well, I mean, you know, go back to the blues. It all starts with guitar. Oh yeah, you know. So I think sure. I think for me, it's just that's where I started as a musician. Oh yeah. So like at heart, I'm a metalhead and a guitarist, like at heart. But it's very hard to be in a metal band by yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me. Yeah. I got to about college. I was like, man, I'm in school. I got this kid. Like, I'm working all the time. Like, I can't be in a band. Right. Like, kudos right. to you guys and all the dudes I play shows with because it's crazy hard to like coordinate people oh yeah you know what we played we played last friday and the uh, opening act was just a a single rapper and okay. i looked at zach and i said that guy's smart because he showed up with a thumb drive and a microphone right you know yeah <laughs> yes the logistics are so much easier with like, a lot of the time I'm like yeah, we're hauling all this shit and, uh yeah well yeah we we forgot to mention that you know you're also dad yeah. yeah, 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 and, and both of yours are young too, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, one seven and one's going on nine months. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. congratulations! Thank man. you, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you're fully comfortable with no sleep? Uh, yeah, uh, the last like two weeks, <laughs> like it was a good thing. So, coming from Joplin, headed here, it's west. The sun was directly in my eyeballs the entire time, to the point I'm still kind of seeing spots. But it's a good thing because um, the youngest man, she's teething. Um, and it's, it, last night was rough. Last yeah. couple nights have been oh. rough. She's just not a happy camper. Yeah. Understandably. So yep. it's, right. it's rough, but, um, lots of caffeine. Yeah. Coffee helps. Yeah. Lots yep. of energy drinks. <laughs> it's the way to go. 
Uh, so the youngest one's a, a girl, little mm-hmm. girl. Yes. How about your seven year old? A uh, little boy. Little boy. Mm-hmm. One of these. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm balanced as all yeah. things should be. Good right, to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up with two boys, but uh, you know. yeah. I also have six female dogs. So you know. hey, <laughs> I've got a, a well. We have a, a boy dog and a girl dog as well. Yeah. yeah. So our our very first dog a, as a couple um, was a male, and as he got older, he got more aggressive, and the kids mm-hmm. were young then, mm-hmm. um, and so we just kind of kind of stayed away. Um, had females ever since, and so we are up to our eleventh dog oh. as as a couple. Um, we have six currently. They're all Pyrenees mixes. I was going to ask, are they all the same dog or different? No, they they they, uh, they all share the the Pyrenees trait. Okay. Um, and the the newest one, she is a full blood Pyrenees. Okay, yeah, but we named her Eleven. Oh yeah, eleventh dog, and then Stranger Stranger Things, things yeah. 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 It, it was it was perfect so Very and nice. uh she's being a um she's going on nine weeks and super old or you've had her for nine weeks no nine weeks old oh wow okay we got her at six weeks oh, okay so she was a little ball of fluff now she's a slightly longer ball of fluff uh. <laughs> she's an oval of fluff yeah i mean she's she has been in her kennel two times at night the rest of the time it's been up in the bed she's she's done great potty training um, how did we get on the dogs? We were talking about kids. <laughs> yeah, no, something about mammals, small mammals. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> but anyway, no, it, it's been great. Yeah, I think uh, that's what uh, that's what my wife and I want to do for retirement is have like a, a big dog rescue. That would be awesome. Yeah, and then you know I shoot music videos and record shit on the side. So. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. dogs like is that extras? Yeah, and- yeah, that'd be great. Very cool. Be- see him with like cameras on dogs backs running around oh you could get some sick yeah, GoPro footage. Yeah. yeah i've got some of these little action cameras you know just put it right on the dog <laughs> so the the gig last week that was with uh saving abel right yeah, yeah. I, I told my i was talk, talking to my girlfriend about it and i was like yeah they played a show with saving abel and she's like and i was like i'm so what and she's like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she started singing it and i was like yeah they're playing a show that was in joplin yeah it was in joplin yeah. yeah i hadn't seen the ve- i watched the live footage i hadn't seen that venue before is that new? yeah it, i guess i, I mean so. i think it's been there for about a year but it's mm. only been um sporting events yeah know, okay. uh, like i think this weekend they have midget wrestling oh okay yeah yeah so good time i yeah. almost want to go back <laughs> a lot of variety then good. yeah um but uh yeah, it's just a, a great big gym. There wasn't a whole lot of advertising. Um, I mean, Brando from uh, 107.1 was there, and hell, I don't listen to terrestrial radio ever mm. anymore, so mm. I don't know if they they you know mentioned it. Um, but we did have a really good crowd. Uh, we, as far as we knew, going into it, we were the only ones. It was it was us and Saving Abel, mm. um, and then we get there and we find out two others are opening. But when we get there, we're in a hurry because we think we're opening. And it, but yeah, it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a mess. mess but, but it was a good yeah, time. It, it was, was a good super. Time. Yeah, yeah. Was that your guys' first show back in a while? Um, since November. Okay. Yeah. Um, last year uh, we had a show in June. Uh, we had a show in July, and then from August until November, we did almost every other weekend. Oh wow. And we didn't we didn't look for any of those shows. 
you know, they just, they came to us. We had, we had at that point, um, Daryl had come back to the band. And so we'd gone back to a four piece. I'd written five new songs at that, that point. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, that we were all starting to work on and we were going to focus on that. And then these gigs kept coming in and it's like, man, you know, the majors aren't playing, you know, we, we need to take advantage of it. And it really was, it really worked out because when we stopped in November is really when COVID kind of blew up around this area. Mm, so right, it was yeah. like, we was, really hadn't seen a lot of cases around here yeah, until that point. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and then, then it started getting closer to home and, and we just happened to be done at that time. So, okay. yeah. but uh, we hadn't planned on doing any shows until May. And then this one came up and I was like, eh, saving Abel. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. We need to do Matt it. Matt texts us all and, and I'm just like, oh, I can't be the guy that says we can't play with Saving Able. Right. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to make carry this that happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> and see, um, I was waiting. I was just waiting for one of you to, uh, one of you to say that. And I, I was like, okay, cool. You know, because, you know, I, I was dead set on waiting until May. And then right, you're like, right. yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, okay. Part of, <laughs> part of it was because I had to get up, uh, I had to get up Saturday morning and drive down to New Kirk, Oklahoma, and shoot a music video. So I remember you saying something about yeah. that. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was a busy, it was a busy weekend. It was a busy weekend, but totally worth it. Yeah, it sounds totally like a good one. We yeah. got way off track because I totally want to talk more about Everett Gray. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, Saving Abel's good too, though. That, that yeah, oh, yeah. They, yeah, they put on a great show. Yeah, yeah they, looked like they, it. Yeah, oh it yeah. Was one cool. one was, quick one very quick cool. shout out though, and um, you know, you being up in KC, if you get a chance. There's uh, the the band that opened before us is called Lucid Paradox. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and they they label themselves as rap rock. Um, I would say that they're more rap, and then they just have a guy that plays guitar. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he plays heavy guitar, but um, man, they were good. They were really yeah. really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, they uh, had some some flow that was like impressed the crap yeah, out yeah. of me man i was like oh, that one guy whoa. i mean I'd, I'd been tongue-tied trying to trying <laughs> yeah, to go as fast yeah. as he was man it, it was it was cool i'll check him out yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool They're super nice guys yeah mm-hmm. um i was like yeah we got to do something oh, shout out to guys. lucid paradox mm-hmm. lucid paradox with two x's yeah <sighs> okay i'll check him out on the way home cool yeah, cool yeah. they're pretty good um but yes i digress <laughs> <laughs> all right uh Forgive me for the stupid question. No, no, go ahead. Um, where does Everett the Gray, where does the name kind of come from? Yeah, I get that question a lot. I thought it was kind of an obvious reference, and uh, I, no one's ever guessed, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Everett's actually my middle name. Oh, okay. And then the Gray, it's a Lord of the Rings Gandalf reference. Gandalf oh, the right. Gray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if I need to like Photoshop my head onto Gandalf and like put it on Instagram. No, I mean, or... that's that's where my mind went, but I was like, oh, okay. like certainly... But it's certainly it, I'm way yeah. more of a nerd than, you know, or like way more no, like, cause no. I love fantasy. I love Lord of the Rings. Right. Like I, I just didn't think that that's where no, your head would go. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think what always throws me off is, is, is the Everett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But all right. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause then my next question, and this is an even stupider question was that, <laughs> um, like a lot of people will, or Back in the early days of like Hootie the Blowfish, they would confuse Darius Rucker with and call him Hootie. Uh, okay. I was like, yeah. well, w- would that be like? Do people say, oh, hey Everett, Everett? And, they do, yeah. And so, but that's not necessarily wrong then, because that's 
That's no. still your name. Yeah, I think okay. I think uh, any confusion that comes is like I think from live shows. So uh, we played a show together. I know. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think I left before you guys went on the last show that I know that we played. I think was Legacy of Music okay. back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, and we opened. So and we well, left. It was right that after. or or homebrew. We uh, homebrew. Not, not this past year, but yeah, two the year before, before we did homebrew too. Okay, yeah, yeah. but maybe. Yeah, because we did Legacy this year. No, it was online this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Legacy Music was online. Yeah, it would have been the year before, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, Twenty nineteen. Yeah, Those were yeah. the days. The good old days yeah. prior. <laughs> um, I think the only confusion might come uh, from live where I have a drummer with me, and yeah. then so I think there's just been a little bit of confusion of like, is it a band or is it just myself? Um, which it is just myself. I've got. Uh, I had one drummer who disappeared. Uh, oh. Off to Arizona. Yeah, I was going to say he moved out west. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was super good too. Didn't know what I had until it was gone. Yeah. Um, was that the Was that the guy that you were, that was playing with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Justin. What? Yeah, Justin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, crap. Yeah. He he has a very unique snare drum position that always that always jumped out to me. It's facing rotated forward. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's got to like. Yeah, it's, One of those. it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever works for a person, you know. But like it's tilted, just, tilted away. Yeah, it's tilted away forward. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people do that because it's easier to get rim shots. Yeah, I think mm. I think he w- I think he was a marching drummer too. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that yeah. Might just makes be sense. Comfortable. Yeah, know. we went to high school together. Oh, okay. I went to oh, high school. Right uh, his other band, shout out Five Hundred One B. Yeah, I went to high school with all those guys. Yeah. So um, that was a fun band. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for more, and they know because I bother them constantly. Yeah. <laughs> they have two songs I know that just rock that they haven't recorded. I've only oh. heard them live, and I'm like, guys, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's no excuses in this day and age. Right. I mean, you could be at four corners of the world, you know? You can still make music together. All right. I'm going to send this podcast directly to them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we want new 501B. We want it now. Yes. <laughs> um, we mentioned earlier the latest single that you put out in february riddles yeah um i truly think that's my favorite song that i've heard from you so far awesome and that's saying a lot because i like them all but um that one it seems like uh again i'm just probably a stupid kind of way to try to encapsulate it but it seems like you turned up the uh the guitar to be a little more extreme in that song too mm-hmm. and then you also uh like the rap element of the music got kind of kicked up a notch too and it but it still feels very cohesive and and very everything gray i mean okay, it's, yeah. you know what i mean no, um, i think that's a, that's a good way to put it i definitely um i kind of had a separate project planned uh but then kind of summer of last year i really kind of started diving into um kind of the lo-fi hip-hop kind of the you know, mm-hmm. darker, crunchier sound of things. And um, I had one project planned, but I, I kind of had, I was like, I had to get this off my chest of this other new sound that I was kind of yeah. exploring. Um, and so I remember I had kind of programmed some kind of like lo-fi beat or something. Um, but as always, I had my guitar with me as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the most natural way I could inject something quasi heavy into this kind of you know right. hip-hop-ish beat and that's where that kind of um walk up came from yes um which i think is i think is the part that stands out to most people yeah it definitely did to me i was like whoa okay. yeah that, um i don't think that uh and maybe i'm wrong but i don't think that there's um a lot of uh kind of distorted guitar in in much of the other songs like no. there is that that section of that song no um pillowcases and then riddles are the first time i've actually put distorted guitar into yeah um i don't really know why i waited that long 
Um, I think part of it comes back to the um, not having a band with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does feel strange at times to be playing my guitar over program drums and you know 808s or mm-hmm. uh, synthetic basses and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it t- I think it took me a little bit of time to get that feeling natural and cohesive, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Man, I think you nailed it, though. Thank you. Like, I love both those songs. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had Crickets. I had something. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, I, I had something. And I saw the wheels turning. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had something there, and then I, I just kind of lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pump the brakes there. No, you're, yeah. you're good. Thank you. Yeah. No, man. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what that song appeals to me. I like... Mm-hmm. I tend to like the dark, darker side of things. Same. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that song like really nails that for me, that feeling. Awesome. I was definitely, I tried to um, tune in the more aggressive sound, I think overall. Yeah. With that. So maybe that's kind of. Yeah, that's probably, I think that, that song speaks to me. Thank you. For sure. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Well, I love anybody that uses lo-fi beats. Right. I just, I just love yeah. it. Yeah. No, same, <laughs> same. It's like the, they're so prominent and common nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you hear them everywhere. Well, uh, a bunch of our new stuff has it, and okay. and every time I add them in, I'm like, okay, okay, Zach needs to actually play drums at some point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I trust him to you know accentuate uh, that, with real drums. Mm, yeah. Well, but there's there's one song um, that we're calling I- Idiolatry, and Matt just like I don't think you had any part of this song you just had this drum beat he he had kind of a, a drum beat but then he passed it through was it just like uh a really strong reverb i know it was it was something actually it was something on the helix you know or yeah on, on native but it yeah. was just some crazy amp delay plug-in i don't know but it amp. messed up this beat and made it so <laughs> weird and lo-fi sounding but I was just like, whatever that is, is amazing. Okay. I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't care if I play. <laughs> like, like, we're keeping that. Wow. Well, it's amazing. That song, out of out of all the new stuff, that song is like the kitchen sink, man. Everything mm. and the kitchen sink. Everything is in that. I mean, there's big sections that are just like 808 swells. Okay. Um, and then it goes into just a really heavy metal portion and then it comes back out into this cypress hill style baseline with a lo-fi beat yeah. under it it's just uh, when are we going to get to hear this um yeah later this year maybe hopefully yeah okay. hopefully We're, hopefully yeah. Um, putting the finishing touches on things yeah okay. we've got we've got 10 and a half but we still got to finish that 11th song um and and i say finish you know finish writing yeah finish not recording fin- oh okay <laughs> we still didn't yeah, record okay. at all and, but and you know um all of these songs have kind of been pieced together um me jamming out and and writing stuff sending them and they're like yeah we like this we like that put, put it together and then give it present it to them and then you know they and then we mess they it run up with it. <laughs> <laughs> then we mess right. it all up and then yeah. we reconstruct it yeah. um, okay you know, when it first started, we didn't, it, we were still just a three piece. So, um, you know, I was writing, writing two guitar parts, um, with the plan on, you know, recording them mm-hmm. to hell with live, you know, I want to do what I want to do. Right. You know, we're running tracks now, so, um, the gloves are off, you know. You oh, right. You mean want. like in a live show you guys yeah. are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, I just kind of shared some of the stuff with, with Daryl cause you know, we've always been friends and he was like, 
can I come back and play with you? <laughs> this is really yeah, he good. Said, I'm sure he said it just like that too. <laughs> well, I don't know. That, I mean, it was kind of lowercase, so isn't that's kind of the yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah, please. And what he's done with the stuff, um, you know, he's kind of taken taken his own spin. And the only downside is that he comes up with his parts. So the stuff I wrote, that means I have to play it. Ah, uh, you know, and it wouldn't be that bad, but I have to play it and sing it. You know? Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask about yeah. your kind of like your workflow with that because you yeah. play and sing at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and all the stuff we did in the past was um, stuff I brought over when when we just kind of formed the band, mm. and at that point it was it was still pretty fresh for me to play and sing at the same time. So you know, the last the last six years we've been playing really simple stuff, but because of that, I feel more and more capable to, okay. to, to push myself. And, you know, we decided that, you know, we're not gonna, not gonna cut corners. So, I mean, if it takes a little longer for me to learn it, to do it, to do both, then that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna happen. It's a good attitude to have. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, Daryl, you play it. <laughs> well, I think of two of my favorite bands are um, Coheed and Cambria and Mastodon. Yeah, both oh, of nice. whom have front man or front men who yeah. sing and play at the same time. Yeah, um, and both of them are like they're both progressive. They're both playing you know weird off off uh, tempo off whatever mm-hmm. um, instrumentals and stuff while screaming and singing usually yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so I always like anytime something seems a little bit too like uh, like that part in Riddles, for example. Yeah. I'm like man, you just gotta just nut up and do it, man. Just yep. figure it out. Yeah. I'm trying to. Do you, how's your process with that, or does it vary song to song? Do you like come up with a, a guitar stuffer, or like lay down the music, then figure out lyrics and words to fit with that? Almost that, always, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the case of like guitar playing, I used to kind of um, write a guitar part and then work my vocals around that. Um, with the two more recent releases of Pillowcases and Riddles, I did them separately. And kind of just a lot of practice made it work. I I posted a video on Instagram of myself trying to play pillowcases and rap it at the same time. And it did not go the best. I thought it was kind of a funny thing. So I posted it anyway. Um, But I'm I'm definitely a music first kind of guy. Yeah. Then lyrics kind of come from that environment of sound, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. That's cool. Are you guys likewise? Uh, Yeah, pretty much much music first. Um, occasionally, well, I mean, uh, you know, notepad on my phone, I keep ideas, right. um, but then you usually go back. And what's funny is a lot of these songs, uh, a lot of them still don't, don't have, um, lyrics. Uh, they have the melodies, um, and they have the titles because that's, that's kind of the, the idea of what popped into my head. And so, you know, I like the title. This is what we're going to base this song around this title. And it's just getting to that point. And, you know, I had uh, a huge influx of creativity at the first of 2020 when everything shut down. Mm. And then it kind of dried up during the summer, you know, had a bunch of half songs. And then uh, into 2020 and first first part of this year, yeah. really kind of kind of wrapped up a, a, a bunch of the other ones. Um, and then as we've started uh, playing them in rehearsal and everybody learning them and stuff like that, like there's one that is pretty much ready to go with the exception of I've kind of come up with a new melody as we have been rehearsing it. And so mm-hmm. now I need to go back on those lyrics and kind of, kind of alter them. Um, 
but you know we could play that song if okay. we needed to um so we've got two for sure that we're now actively playing um three of soon. the 11 to come yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. Got a ways to go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We're working on him now. Yeah. Um, it, I have in, in uh previous in in a previous band where I was the major like the person writing the majority of the music. Um I <clears throat> on a lot of songs I did actually have lyrics first. Mm. And I I found that that was like an interesting kind of exercise that it's like okay, now I have this template and I have to like bring these to life through music almost in a te- uh, text painting sort of way. It's like, uh, um, like, all right, this is the feel. Now this part of the song, I need to evoke this feeling with what I write. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the so, melodies and the yeah. So it's like the story or whatever the words almost guide use that as a guide for the music, which I'm not advocating for one way versus the other, but it was just an interesting difference, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. I think, I think a lot of it depends too as the musician, what you, um, kind of prioritize, right? right. Maybe mm-hmm. depending on like the type of music. So for guys who are more in the like rock and metal genres, of course, your fans, they're going to be listening to you, you know, screaming your guts out and singing some badass choruses, but they're there for the guitars too. And they're right. there for mm-hmm. the drums too. Whereas, um, I don't know, someone who's more into like pop or hip hop, maybe usually more there for the vocals yeah. overall. Yeah. Right. And see, that's why I tend to, uh, tend to gravitate towards, uh, yeah, I'll write the song first. Uh, originally, I just wanted to be a guitar player when mm. I was a kid, learning, um, and then just fell into singing. And uh, you're the kinda, same as me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, kind of moved away from guitar because at that point I couldn't do both, right? And so I took over singing and uh, finally found my way back to doing to doing both. Um, so yeah, I mean, the song always started with the music, but then it was instantly uh, finding a melody because you know. I'm a, I'm a kid of the 80s and so 80s pop is just like my favorite. Okay. Of of, of all uh probably Duran Duran's right at the top. Okay. And so the hook yeah. is is super important, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it, and it, and it's it's fun because you don't have to put the hook in the in your chorus, you know, typically in your chorus, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our our song Nine Days. I would say that the hook is in those verses, yeah, because it just grabs your right. ear and just. But, um, yeah, I don't think I, I have written songs lyrically um, prior to having any music, uh, but it, it it just has never worked out as good as having the music and then fitting the lyrics to it. Right. Yeah. Um, I know some people that'll write the lyrics and the melody. And then have to go back and uh, figure out the the music. Yeah, that would be crazy. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have never done that. I've never gone as far as to write a melody, like a actually sing out the lyrics, and then right. be like, "All right." I don't feel like I'm musically intelligent enough to do that. I don't know that I could work. Well, you know, I know I'm not. I'm probably singing it like F sharp plus two. Right, you a couple know, cents in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's what key is this? Um, yeah, but. Yeah, some people do that. I mean, it's whatever works for. Oh yeah. But like you said, it is it is a cool exercise mm-hmm. to pull yourself out of your comfort zone and try and do something yeah, different. For sure, know? I agree. I find myself anytime that I'm writing, um, it's not like I'm writing for a song as much. It's almost like I'm just 
I don't know, just sketching down ideas and then I'll come mm-hmm. back later and maybe grab a few lines yeah. and then build off those. Yeah. Uh, right like, on. like you're talking about writing in your phone a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. think similar for me, it's not necessarily a full song coming out, but it's stuff that I might use later. Yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. That's the greatest thing about phones. Oh, yeah. oh I know. I, I do that all the I do, time. Yeah. I do actually yeah. come up with melodies periodically. And so I've got these horrible phone recordings. <laughs> I made a couple today, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, I'm, I'm so confident when I come up with an idea and it's like, man, you know, I'll remember it tomorrow. And then nope, you never, never remember. Never. never. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the worst thing in the world. So uh, an acoustic guitar and, and, and the phone mm-hmm. and record it. It goes a long way. Yeah. I'm in I'm in kind of the mode now um, where I'm actually kind of salvaging old music that I that I had um, you know two three years ago that I that I wrote when I had a lot more free time uh, mm-hmm. just to be frank um, so I'm kind of digging through uh, some of those old old sounds um, pillowcases and riddles were fresh I wrote those last year um, but like so for the upcoming tape that I have that I'm preparing right now um, a couple of those I mean I've had them for you know a few years mm-hmm. um, two three years just kind of sitting on my hard drive figuring out what to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm kind of in that like scavenging mode right now as far as writing goes. Well, it's cool. It's cool for those, those pieces to see the light of day. It is satisfying in a way. Yeah. 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 I've got a, I've got a windows XP computer that I will not format because I have some soft synths on there that are still good, you know? Okay. And then a whole backup drive that was just scratch tracks, you know, over and over again. It's a gold mine. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you go back and listen to it and you're like, oh, geez. what was right. I thinking? <laughs> right. That's trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to kind of like take those now and improve them a little bit. Now that yeah, I think yeah. I'm a little bit more advanced than I was when I was like 20 or whatever, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I, 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 so you guys said you're recording an album right now. Well, we're preparing we're to record. Well, yeah, the album. yeah, you're in the yeah. process. Of we're, in pr- we're in pre-production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost production. Words. <laughs> right. Right. 11 tracks. Yeah. Is that like how do you guys feel about the music industry now that we're like, things are so much more single driven with Spotify and things like that. What do you guys think about that? Well, okay. So, so my big takeaway from this is that, um, yeah, we, we were planning on 11 songs. Um, I plan on, or well, I, I plan. Yeah. If we agree upon, um, doing them uh, a single at a time, at least half the album's worth. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we, we can shoot our own music videos. We can do all that shit. There's no reason why we shouldn't release every single one of them as a music video. You know, we have no overhead on music videos. Um, but uh, what I'm thinking is that we just do, you know, we record it, we track it, we mix it. And then we self-master them and release them as singles and then send those out to be mastered as an album. Mm. Um, and, and we've got a couple of different, different ideas. I, I, I don't want to say it's a concept album because it's really not. I mean, you but I could, think there's theme. It's, there's there, a there theme are running through the songs. And, yeah. and, and so we've got kind of a, a themed idea. And one of our big goals is, is vinyl. Oh, okay, is yeah. that this ends up on vinyl? Very nice. Um, so to, to answer your question, I think a single driven is the way it needs to be. But if we release it as an album, it needs to have something that sets it apart from the singles. Mm. So if it's self mastered, 
it's going to sound good, it's, but maybe not as good as it could be. Sure. So when we release it as an album, then you know you've got professional mastering on it, right? And then you know physical copies as well. And you just have that continuity between songs when you're listening to the album. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, yeah. and, and, and when we do them in singles, so we have a lot of, lot of intros and uh, outros. Um, and the whole idea primarily is for live when we're running tracks so the show is continuous and there's you know, no, there's no dead, no dead air. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which um, is dangerous in the live setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... As, as far as the singles go, you know, think of it in terms of radio. So we're going to start the song here and we're going to end the song here so that when you buy the album, you've got all these, all these little extras, these right. little threads that connect everything together. So yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of where we're, where we're leaning. I think in, in general, I think that, I mean, I understand because of technology and the way that we consume music and share music now it makes total sense that we're going towards you know more just like releasing singles Mm. but man i maybe i'm just showing my age and stuff like i like to have an album and listen to it front to back right like i love to um just sit down with with a whole thing and and consume it all and take it all as one one experience yeah and it's kind of sad that we're moving away from that. I don't think it's ever going to totally disappear. I mean, I think there's people always will always will kind of want that experience. But um, I don't know. That's my two cents on it. Well, yeah. and you know, you could you could also you could also do a bit of a a social experiment and edit your album into one continuous track. So, like an hour and fifteen, and release it. You know, there there this, are this is bands your, that have done that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, how, how often have you got onto YouTube to find an album? You know, and it, it's, yeah. it's the album in its entirety. And um, it's just a lot of times they'll long. they'll put the the time link so you can jump sure. songs, but it's it's one continuous go. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be interesting. You know, yeah. maybe we could uh, maybe we could add some value content in between or whatever, and then release it as one continuous stream. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like you. I I definitely I miss out on the uh, the album experience now. Yeah, like from a I don't know, like an entrepreneurial point of view, it makes sense that right. someone would want to you know drop um, drop a song every six weeks or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, music or just creative content in general nowadays is about getting people's attention and holding yep. it. Because we all have you know two second attention spans now, yeah, right? Thanks right. to our iPhones and such. Um, and so for me, it's kind of frustrating wanting to tell a you know give someone a book but you're only releasing chapters at a time that makes sense yes like i don't know it's just not as satisfying for me um it's it's the main model i feel like right now with spotify and all that but yes i i feel you 100 percent on that i you know i remember as a kid putting on on a on a record or as i got older the the tapes or even the the first generation of cds and throwing the headphones on and laying down on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, I mean that, and just experience it front to back, mm-hmm. you know, right. and, and that I think is, I think that is one good thing that, that we are seeing. There's way more people listening on headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of, one of my favorite experiences was the, the first time I listened to Appetite for Destruction on headphones 
mm-hmm. and you could distinctly hear the two different guitar parts going on and it yeah. was the layers that they had right. going on. And it was just, just really, really cool that you don't, you don't pick out if you're driving down the road and it's in the you know, stereo right. and stuff like there's, there's just something about headphones, but, uh, I'm, I'm kind of jumping back into vinyl now too. So, okay. Yeah. I, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah. I really yeah. want to. I think, I think a lot of people don't realize how good music sounds. Um, if they haven't experienced it, I mean the difference between like kind of your average, you know, headset mm-hmm. versus like a really nice pair of speakers um, with some like a decently mastered song is astronomical. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, we're listening to MP3s, which mm-hmm. are dumbed down in quality. Washed. Yeah. So. Well, I think, uh, I think the, the argument that, that people have made for years about vinyl is, is valid, especially after learning what it takes to, to put music on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since the late 80s early 90s they've had the loudness wars you know where they're pushing it pushing it pushing it and so you're just flattening everything out Mm -hmm. and you can't do that on vinyl so you bring in all the dynamics back to the songs on vinyl and and i think it's it's a richer experience Mm -hmm. um you do miss out on some of the heavy bass but right I don't. I know nothing about how vinyls are made. Do you know, like, what goes into that? Uh, what goes into it, material-wise and stuff like that, not so much. But I did look into it because, um, you know, wanting to do vinyl, uh, you, we're looking at probably three to four songs per side. Okay. Um, and and the reason is is the more music that you want to put on a side of of an album. Um, the quieter it has to be. Oh, okay. Because the louder it is, the groove, the grooves are deeper and wider. Mm-hmm. And so the heavier, the bass, the deeper and wider. Mm-hmm. And so then, then you lose room. So if you want to squeeze a whole bunch onto one side of an album, then you have to lower the volume. But the problem is, is when you lower the volume, when you're listening to it, you're cranking it up and all the, mm-hmm. then gets the noise, straight, floor noise floor comes, comes up. up. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a there's a real real balance. I right. mean, you, you know, you can have your song mastered, but then if you're going to vinyl, you want to have your song mastered for vinyl. Um, okay. And so, kind of kind of we're doing we're thinking of doing a, a four season theme um, and doing like a double LP That'd because because be cool. the songs are getting long enough that I, I don't think we can squeeze it all couldn't to, fit it onto one one LP. Okay, but. That's cool though. I I I didn't know anything about like that process, and yeah. and I didn't until I, didn't I started either, looking yeah. into it. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's really pretty cool. fascinating. Yeah. It's like an art art form in and of itself, really. Right, and it really is. And you know, because of that, uh, it kind of helps you pick out if it's like a a cheaper made issue of of a record. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, if there's like ten songs on one, you know, one side, then. Right. You know, somebody cut some corners here, so there's, you know, maybe there's a, a better version out there. I don't, know, but okay. it's pretty cool. I think about, um, Coheed and Cambry is my favorite band. They have been for like 10 years. Um, they had a song that came out, Welcome Home, that was, it was their most popular song by far. And I spent like the first three years as a fan listening to some crappy squashed MP3 of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it rocked, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then I got a hold of, um, I think it maybe it's like a wave file or something. And there was like an entire string melody during the chorus that I had never heard in my entire life. Like wow. this whole little violin part that I was just like, what? And it's, I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like a lot of people 
maybe it's not as important with like popular music um, or just what you hear on the radio, but I feel like a lot of people miss out on that stuff. Yeah. I'm all about the dynamics and the, and the little nuance, right. you know, I mean, that's what, that's what really just makes it all come alive for me. So yeah. that, that's something like Matt saying that he wants to do vinyl. I think what I'd like to do is um, maybe just make av- available for download a high resolution file. Mm. Yeah. You know, like a like a wave file. Yeah, like a wave file or flack. Probably, yeah, yeah probably, probably flack or something. Yeah, yeah um, that's lossless. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we should issue uh, cassettes too. I've been thinking about that as well. <laughs> we eight tracks. Eight tracks. You know, I, that would be <laughs> no, that would be no super one cool. has eight tracks players yeah, anymore. Yeah, players are hard to come by. Uh, we got a cassette deck in the other room there, so you know. There's a big cassette scene right now. Yeah. Kind of in the the underground, more like hipsterish indie um world the scene you know yeah. um and i had considered printing out a few just to take to shows yeah just to something yeah. to sell you know i think yeah. it'd be cool it would be yeah I, it's it's funny because you know they still sell them at walmart do they really they still sell blank cassettes oh. yeah and so every time i'm looking back i'm like i don't need them but i want to buy them <laughs> i so want to buy them someone must be buying them yeah if they yeah, still got them uh, right well i know a, a few years ago there was uh there was this old lady um God, this has probably been 15 years ago. So maybe she's not buying cassettes anymore. But <laughs> um, she had a bunch of old gospel recordings, and she wanted me to uh, convert them to CD. And so, you know, I was I was, I was, was getting all these old cassettes and, and converting them to CD. But, yeah. Sorry. I remember seeing something. Uh, had an old man spell there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say... It's like on the edge of my memory, but I, I think I remember seeing something where someone had some kind of thing where they could, like, they had two tape decks and then a mixer in between, and they had something to where they could, like, almost like uh, like scratch, uh, like with the tape, though. Yeah. Like, run the tape backward and forward based on, like, a little wheel. It's like a little... Yeah, yeah. and then, like, a crossfader. So, they had, like, oh. turntables, but it was cassettes. It was super strange. Oh, wow. See, I've always wanted to make the, the a homemade tape delay, and, and oh, I, yeah. I haven't. You, you've spliced the tape so that it continually loops mm-hmm. around it, but I haven't. I haven't looked at it enough to do it, and God knows I don't need any more projects, right? You yeah, know, but it would be cool. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's 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 like interesting how much effort you can do to like how much effort you can put in to go back in time and like make things harder on yourself right? just for fun. Yeah. We do it all the time. <laughs> right. Right. And we do that with new shit. So okay. <laughs> I was, I was hanging out with um, a couple guys up in KC last week who um, they make this kind of like retro funky kind of rockish sound. And um, one of them had bought, um, I don't even know what you would call it. It, it um, some, some analog piece of uh, machinery. We'll just say that, uh, that I had, n- I had never seen before. And they were talking about how they were going to record something, digitally um run it through that to get like um, a warmer analog master but then run it back through their digital through their daw and then have that as like their master master mastered master yeah that warm so just get that tape saturation through like a reel-to-reel kind of exactly deal yeah Yeah. you know i actually have a reel-to-reel and i bought a blank tape um for it expressly for that purpose and it has set in my garage for <laughs> probably a decade. Right. But at the same time, I also wanted to, so it's one of those that has the, the quarter inch microphone inputs on the front. And if you just run a guitar direct into it, 
it just distorts the shit out of it. Oh, okay. But it's a very, very just gnarly lo-fi fuzz kind of oh. tone. And uh, so I've wanted to do something with that. And all this stuff probably will never happen. Right. Yeah. I've actually heard, uh, it's a guy from um, Queens of the Stone Age. Josh Homme. Josh Homme. Yeah, yeah. or Homme. Homme. Yeah. Uh, I heard him say, you know, he he likes small amps because of the saturation you can get mm. from most stuff. And he, he's saying like one of the fav- his favorite sounds was actually, I, I think it was either reel to reel or a projector or some, something like that that ran on tubes. Oh, okay. And he ran his guitar through that, and that was like one of his favorite sounds. It's like oh, that's okay. my first that's pretty out there. My, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> kind my, of experimental. My first fuzz slash distortion was a um, Sony tape deck. Yeah, yeah. put the oh, okay. put the cassette in, arm it for record, and run into the mic input, and it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I would almost give anything to get it back. Right. You know, to do something with it. Oh. Um, I don't think. I don't think that's good on those inputs because I think I killed it. Right. Yeah. You got to make a sacrifice though. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it killed it. I mean, it's not like there's any actual electricity passing through there. Right. I don't know. (laughs) But it was, it was so nasty sounded, but there's just, there's just something about it, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my first fuzz tone. Oh, right, right. I'd love to have it back, but. I think my first, my first guitar was from Toys R Us. So when I was 10, my mom bought me um, Guitar Hero and a guitar for Christmas. Same day. Nice. Opened them both up. I played Guitar Hero for about a year uh, without touching the guitar because it was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it occurred to me that girls will not be impressed when I get to, I guess, like middle school at that point, <laughs> buy my Guitar Hero playing, so I better pick up a six string and figure it out. Um, but I played on that little Toys R Us guitar, and it came with the little like PV, like just little crate nasty thing yeah uh, that had no bass response on it at all or anything like that i played on that for like two or three years it's kind of made do yeah well that there's something to be said from that it's like you know um what is it um necessity some other invention kind of thing right now right i was also trash as a guitar player because i was like 10 so it didn't matter it would have sounded bad either way right right (laughs) but it kind of giving yourself constraints like that can mm. make you really uh, explore what you can do on the instruments without all the extra stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the guitar I learned on a, an acoustic guitar and it had horribly high action mm. and, and all that stuff. And honestly, all my guitars still pretty have, have pretty high action in comparison to, to you guys with the nicer guitars. And whenever I touch one of those, I'm like, I don't even know how to play this. <laughs> this is like butter. You pick super hard. Anytime he plays one of my guitars, yeah. he knocks the strings like off the bridge. Uh, uh, yeah, what? yeah. The first time, first time we played live, I had to borrow his guitar because it was just an impromptu thing. And we were we the other band that we were in together was playing, and he was mm-hmm. he was a guitarist and I was the bassist. But we we switched over to this, and so I, his guitar was what was available. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I smooth knocked his strings right wow. off. Yeah, just I, an angry yeah. guy. He's got a lot of frustration to take out. I guess. I, I think know. I just pick like a sissy. I guess <laughs> that's how I am. I'm very timid. Like I was a very shy kid, and it comes through in my playing. I'm like, duh, 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 duh. like don't be too loud. You're gonna piss somebody off. You know. I um, I've only broken a string once on stage that I can think of. 
and it was the last note of the last song, so it worked out very that's well. Oh, that's it was very, that's awesome. Yeah, everyone <laughs> thought it was hilarious. I was terrified, but very thankful at the same time. Have you guys had any like major mishaps on stage? Well, I've broken several strings over the years, yeah. um, but I always take an extra guitar. Mm-hmm. Always, um, we've had some. I don't know. It's not necessarily a technical issue, but we've we've tried to do like little covers with not enough preparation or whatever and oh, try to yeah we learned and we just learned had real. some train wrecks in a lot yeah. of situations all right let's not do that again yeah, yeah that we, was horrible <laughs> we, le- we learned the hard way not to not to rush anything right, right um we used to do a lot of uh uh hard versions of pop songs and stuff like that um and then there was a couple mashups that we tried to do and then the ideas were solid. Mm-hmm. It's just the executions were never there. And usually we'd try it once and, and that was it. And yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. You got to try it though. Yeah. 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 We, I mean, but we could continue to just try it in here and not take it live. <laughs> <laughs> just do it for funsies basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so we're not particularly good at throwing together covers very often. I think we've been pretty good about when technical things go wrong. We, adapt and overcome okay. you know what i mean mm-hmm. just go with the roll yeah. with it even if it even if it means we lose kind of an aspect of like say the tracks don't work or something it's like mm-hmm. we never built things to where we have to have them okay you know what i mean right um we can we can do it without it you might not get the full experience if you know what's supposed to be there mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and the stuff for this new album we might not get that lucky. Yeah, that's true. This, this is... Uh, yeah. You mean because of the reliance on some of the additional yeah. kind of spice in there? Yeah. 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 I mean, there there are, are key areas, um, like that, that one song he was talking about. You know, the, There's one section that's just the lo-fi beat, and then there's the 808s. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's no bass. There's no drums for the first half of it. Um, I don't know. We'd get through it either way. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a new song, no one's going to know right. in the audience. Right. 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 I've definitely like tested out a few that were just trash, whether because we weren't prepared <laughs> or maybe it just wasn't a great song, but everyone right. in the audience is like, yeah. I'm like, you guys, I'm glad you don't know what that was or what it was supposed <laughs> to be. You would have been very disappointed. I, um, the only, so the only like technical issue I've had really, um, is TJ Leland's. I love like it's my one of my favorite places to play, but for some reason their um, electrical wiring does not like my um, my pedal board oh. at all. I don't. I've always had issues with it. I end up having to run to like a different part of the stage or whatever. Um, you get like a ground hum or something like that. Well, or? so about two years ago, I played a show and half my pedal board decided just not to work. Oh. Like I lost my distortion, my tuner, and my wah. I basically only had my delays, mm. um, and I kind of I need those first few, you know, yeah. tuners and distortion are kind of yeah. important, you know. Um, so kind of just had to do it live. I had to use like the distortion on my amp, which is you know, uh, right. but no one seemed to care in the audience, of course. But yeah, it wasn't the worst. I think it's important to like kind of sharpen your teeth. As I mean, you guys have been gigging for a while. Yeah, I've been playing shows for like not maybe almost three years, so I'm a little bit fresher. But um, I think it's important to completely screw up on stage. I think it makes yeah. you a better musician yeah, and performer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You need to you need to learn to improvise, adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I think yeah, being afraid not, being afraid to suck is um 
a real problem. Yeah, yeah. You have to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. You, just, you just have to say, all right, that sucked. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, no. I can think of a few specific moments in like off stage. It seems like the most terrifying thing to mess up in front of a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But then I've like been, I've said, I don't know, been singing in front of, you know, 50, like a decent sized crowd. And you just, you try to go for a note and it's just not even in the ballpark. And everyone's just like, oh, and you're like, oh, but it's not as bad. Yeah. Like in the moment, yeah, you're like, yeah. well, I'm still alive. Like we're still playing yeah. the song. You know, it's amazing too, because there there have been some bands that I've watched live and I'm sure drinking was involved. So that, that was probably part of it. Um, and I was like, man, they were just, they were awesome, man. I, you know, they were so tight. And then you watch the video the next day and you're like, <laughs> oh, hmm. well, they were still pretty good. Yeah. I mean. I've had that happen with yeah. myself. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We're we're super critical of any time anybody puts videos of us. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just oh, yeah. just I, just Friday oh. there was one video, and Quentin's like, "Man, I can't believe I messed that up." You know, <laughs> okay, I didn't and even notice. You yeah, know? and I wonder, like, in that particular case, I'm I'm kind of like, oh, because uh, we we started and my hi hat clutch had loosened, mm. and so I'm starting the song. And it's like, oh god damn it, I gotta. I got to get that back right. So I'm a little offbeat in the beginning, and I wonder if Quentin's misinterpreting that. I don't know. Uh, and being yeah. like, oh, I was off. <laughs> but no, it was me. <laughs> kind of throw the blame uh, his way. Yeah, yeah. I always just, whenever I mess up, I just look at him and be like, with an angry face, just, oh. How could you? Yeah. But but I, I, I think the point I was, I was trying to get at, instead of just tearing everybody down, was that there is something about being in the moment that makes everything better. Right. You know? Yes. And it, it, you know, sure, there were probably some drinks involved, but I mean, I've been to shows where I haven't drank. I mean, the volume, the vibe, everything, yeah, it, that that videos can't capture. Right. Right. They really yeah. can't. And you're not, you're not necessarily there to see a perfect performance. Like, if you see, if they, if it's an outstanding performance, all the better. Right. But usually you're just there to have a good time, check out some live music, you yeah. know, hang out with people, have some drinks, whatever. Right. Well, and, and it's, it's the live experience that there, there have been so many bands that, that I never gave two thoughts about that mm. really impressed me. Um, the one that always jumps to mind is Papa Roach. I never mm. was a, a Papa Roach fan, but, uh, caught them live and the energy and the performance was spot on and, they were a damn good band. And, it, you know, it helps that, you know, just about every song that they played, I knew right. j- just from the radio. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're a hell of a band. Um, a band that, I, uh, when I saw the, these guys, they'd only put out two albums, and I love both of these albums. It's uh, Finger Eleven. I don't know if you ever listened to them at all. Mm, no. Um, they kind of got softer and softer, as more poppy as time went on. But those two first albums, I was like, "Oh, this rocks!" And then I saw them at Foxtown City Limits. I don't know if you remember at uh, in Pittsburgh, they used to have shows mm. out um, east of town. Mm. Um, they came through there, and it was like twice as heavy. Like everything was just way heavier live than that they played on the album. And I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I kind of have a similar thing because like we had mentioned earlier, only two of my songs actually have electric guitar on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like of the three songs that I play, no, four uh, off my first EP that I play live, I play four of the five. Um, all four of those, I use my electric guitar, like heavily distorted, um, which I have no electric guitar on that album at all recorded. Yeah. Um, so it's a very different experience um, if you're there. And yeah. I think more enjoyable because the energy is higher. 
right uh, yeah it's a little yeah. bit more aggressive in sound and i love i love that um just the mentality of like the live performance is a different experience yes yeah i like that 100 percent um I think I think that's uh, one way you can kind of keep people entertained as well. Like, um, so for one of those songs, um, instead of doing the kind of second half of the song, we would always do this kind of like EDM inspired jam session where like oh, Justin right would on. do like a drum solo and then I'd do like a guitar solo, but it had like um, a synthesizer going and like some like heavy 808s going. Um, that it's like you would only ever hear that at a live show. We've never recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people say like, yeah, you should record that. It sounds really good or do more of that. And it's like, no, I think I'm just going to say that, you know, get people to come out yeah, and have yeah. a good time. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's kind of, we debuted a, a new song Friday and it was, I asked Brooke if she recorded it and she, she had gone live and she, uh, she said, you know, I went live for most of the songs, um, for just a few seconds. And she goes, I, and I didn't record that last one at all. She goes, if people want to see it, they need to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Anyway, because so many people are just sitting there and, and putting their entire show on online. Right. Yeah. Know? And, you know, we were bad about it. I guess we didn't really put the shows online, but but uh, we, we were, we used to record a lot, and, you know, just throw one of the cameras up and capture everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it you know, it, it's good to review, but... You know, sometimes it sullies the memory too. All right. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna ask: Is that like for like training purposes? Like you're kind of looking back on the footage. I tell you what, the the best bit we got was last um, last August when we did Trauma Fest up in Iola, mm-hmm. and I set that one camera up just to record everybody that day, and went back and reviewed our setup time, and we were so lax that after the band before us got off. It took us a full 30 minutes before we were set up and playing. Oh, okay. And we're like, okay, this shit's got to change. You know, that, yeah. that's unacceptable. And so now we're like 12 minutes tops. Nice. Yeah. You know? we, we really, that really gave us a sense of, sense of urgency mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I definitely, like you talk about soiling the memory. I have uh, one recording. I think it was my first time playing at TJ's and it was just bad. I think it was my second show ever. And I swore I was killing it, man. In the moment I was like, yeah, I'm nailing this. Like, it's crazy. Then you go back and watch it and it's like, oh, I'm never, I hope no one ever sees this. Like I need to hide this in a basement somewhere. (laughs) But whenever you run into those, the important thing is to listen to the crowd afterwards. If they're into it, then it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it matters for you, and don't ever release it. But you know, <laughs> yeah. at least as a confidence booster, because they were feeling it just as much as you were. You know, mm-hmm. right, 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 wrong, or otherwise. I think. What What are your guys' favorite like crowds to play for? Is it like festivals? Is it bars? It's anybody that shows up. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, um, you know, I I, I, don't, I don't want to give. Cr- description no uh, yeah i don't either i don't either but uh um like we played a show that was called party in the pasture last year okay and it was an outdoor outdoor thing and ever it was like a byob kind of party atmosphere just you know it was like um just uh private land come out have a good time no one's gonna hassle you and everyone just felt you know, free, free yeah. to, to just hang out and um, 
that was one of the best crowds that we've ever had. Just that relaxed atmosphere right. was really great. And and that's a, a huge throwback to, to like when I was a kid experiencing local live music for the first time because mm. that's what it was. It was out in somebody's pasture. Right. You know, um, and it was shitty PA and it was, right. you know, everybody was playing through PV amps because that was all they could afford. Yep. And, and, you know, the drums, nobody knew that drums could be tuned, you know, it, it didn't matter. You know? yeah, you're um, supposed to hit them. Yeah, yeah. It was keg beer and you know, nobody was getting ID'd. I mean, it was, right. it was just a good time. Right. Um, yeah. Pasture parties are always a good time, but, yeah. but honestly, the, the crowd we had for saving Abel was great. They, they, they looked were, like they were pretty like into it from what I saw on the video. Yeah, it, um, it, like we, we legit felt for, felt like rock stars for like, like 45 minutes after we played because like we we uh sold a lot of merch yeah had a lot of people like asking for autographs and pictures and stuff it was like i was like whoa yeah well okay so there were several people too while we were playing asking if we were saving able okay which is a pretty cool compliment that's a compliment yeah um but that that also reinforces the fact that people know the name saving able but they don't know anybody in the band right, right. <laughs> you know right but you know hey i mean that, that was pretty cool yeah that's but, cool. uh yeah but yeah it was a good crowd it was a good crowd yeah we couldn't we we got everything off the stage and then i was like okay guys you know it's clear let's go out and schmooze for a little bot for a little bot a little bit and uh yeah man they just kept coming to the table and, and it, yeah that's badass. Badass. that's yeah, all you can ask for man. no yeah, i know yeah. yeah i need to buy some more silver sharpies because I think we wore that one out. Nice. Yeah. Um, we learned that it doesn't write very well on those hats, but everybody wanted mm. us to sign the hats. Yeah. yeah. It's like, D- um, I know playing shows right now is pretty difficult mm-hmm. with, with everything, but, uh, do you have anything kind of in the works? Nothing at, at all. Nothing at all. I've, I've right. kind of, um, sent out some feelers kind of just to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, things are shut down. Also, I don't have a drummer, so, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in the recruitment phase. I've got a couple guys I've kind of talked to, but um, it's all logistics, yeah. like lining things up. Um, I miss it, though. I miss playing shows. I've done the last sh- like full show that I did was in February in Kansas City um, at Uptown Theater, which was um, the coolest venue I've ever yeah, played at. Yeah, that is a super cool venue. Like, I yeah. loved it. It was amazing. The sound And for like for context, a week before that, we were in a kitchen playing a show, <laughs> which was equally as badass, just yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but like the sound at Uptown was amazing. Um, it was it was for a benefit. So the crowd, it wasn't like you know two hundred of my craziest fans rocking. But right. it was still a good time. And it was a cool experience just yeah. to do it. Um, after that though, um, I think I've only done maybe three acoustic gigs, um, and that's just. I mean, it's fun, but it's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I know there are like um, some like bars and like breweries that that have um, positions that can be filled to play uh, that will pay which is cool but i'm just I, it's not where my heart's at i miss the the full band full band experience of myself well, i mean and a drummer. Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. just yeah there's there's uh, an energy mm-hmm. when it's when it's more than one person you exactly. know i mean and honestly just just two people would be kind of fun you know um because mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have to give the stink eye to my son. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's that's what I love about our setup. So it's myself <laughs> playing guitar and singing, and then previously Justin drumming. But he also um, 
controlled all the tracks. Right. And so what I would do prior to the shows is I would um, open up my DAW and I would um, program the um, synthesizers, bass, whatever, and align it to a click track. Right. And then we owned like a mixer and stuff. And so we, I would, I would set it up to where the, um, the click was in his like left ear and then the backing track would go to his right along with out to the PA. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice that like, no matter how bad I am, like, half of the sound is going to be really good because it's right, going to be right. perfect every <laughs> yeah. single time yeah um but i also i miss that kind of organic um natural flow like justin and i especially yeah. towards like the last few shows like i felt like we we vibed very well we always had a good time and i felt like the crowd could feel that but yeah. i do it's it's different having like four or five guys on stage right. you know which is um sometimes more entertaining for yeah. the audience i think that's 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 always the argument that people that don't run tracks make is that that you lose the feel sure and i think i think to to side with them you lose some spontaneity mm-hmm. um but if you're passionate about the music then you should never lose the feel right um you should just be tighter uh and that's kind of kind of where we're yeah where, where we're going i mean and even the, like um at least the way that I approach drums and, and guitar to a lesser degree, but I don't play guitar in this band, obviously, but uh, drums definitely. You got to do both. They, yeah. Same time. Yeah. Uh, pick up the slack here. Yeah. <laughs> if God wanted me to do that. He would have given me two other arms, and a couple other feet, maybe but, um, like uh, fills and, and things like that. Yeah. There might be, some that's like okay that fill needs to be the same every time Mm. but um you know i i definitely take liberties playing drums with like doing different different fills at different times so that's when Uh, we get off the click yeah that's when i get off yeah (laughs) (sighs) calling me out just threw yourself (laughs) under the bus there yeah but um I, i i mean i i literally don't think that i've played any of our songs exactly 100% the same way, mm-hmm. you know, more than yeah, more yeah. time. I mean, yeah. I would argue that because I'm on a click, I feel a little bit more liberty to kind of experiment in a way. Um, because it's like, I almost always have that home base to come to. Yeah. So like with my guitar solos and stuff, um, which I think that kind of adds to the spontaneity, yeah, even yeah. though it's almost like a, a, a predetermined spontaneity, like when he well, and you, I are soloing yeah, or whatever. You, you, ha- you have your confines, you know I mean? Right. You know, you know where to go. Right. It's kind of like the difference between improv and extemporaneous. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, it may not be completely 100% made up off the spot, but on the spot, but it is not planned out in advance right it's not the same as yeah. you would have done it before maybe well, i right. can i can a hundred percent tell you that getting off the click is one of the scariest things in the world <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah especially oh, yeah. if you run tracks i mean if you're just oh, yeah. if you're just playing to a click you know whatever you just pick up the next beat and go but if you're with tracks it's some scary shit yes uh, secret time yeah secret time that's kind of like (laughs) i feel like my biggest challenge in finding a new drummer is like i myself i have like the songs memorized of course because i wrote them yeah so like even without the backing tracks i could probably just play through it all um but i need to find a drummer who's at least most of that like justin he was very like he was i was very confident that if he messed up he knew exactly when to come back in yes um and i also add in like cues so i add in like countdowns and stuff to Uh the quick track to kind of help out um but it's it's uh there's a little extra layer of complexity 
Yeah, there as well. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really believe it's worth it. I mean, just mm-hmm. just the fact that we don't have to try and find you know one or two more people to come into the band and and play and, you know because keyboard players are so prolific around here <laughs> right yeah. so you know yeah I, they're everywhere here yeah, in the middle of kansas yeah. i just i mean if if playing to a click means that you know we can write all the stuff that we want to write mm-hmm. without any limitations then yeah let's do a click it's worth it i mean yeah. some some purists might hate you for it oh but sure, the vast majority sure. of your fans are gonna be like oh it's awesome it sounds like yeah. the record you know yeah and i don't even care if it sounds like the record i just mm. I just want those elements at yeah. my disposal. You know? And now we're adding lights that are synced to MIDI that's going along uh, with the with the click. So yeah. that's all going to be in time and pre-programmed. Very cool. So. Very cool. Which just cool. means getting off the click is going to be even more intimidating. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And like I was saying, dude, secret time, this last show, my adrenaline was going or something. Everything seemed super slow. And I got ahead of the click like... Mm several times and one time was really bad <laughs> we ended a little early on a song and i was like uh-oh okay but yeah I well think, i, I think it's all right i don't know i've 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 never performed without my guitar so i have some songs particularly newer ones that um maybe don't have guitar in them mm-hmm. um i can think of two or like the it's um the guitar repeats so i don't need to play it like it's just more part of the beat yeah and so i've never i've never played anything like that without a guitar so i'm trying to kind of like figure out how i'm going to do that and not feel like what do i do with my hands you need to work right. on your dance moves man. exactly yeah which <laughs> I, I do not that's a skill i do not possess i i can make the music but i don't dance to it man, i'm the same way yeah especially as a drummer people be like you you have rhythm you have a beat man yeah, yeah you should, it's you like have it. no it's not the same right Having that body control is just not the same <laughs> right right i um oh i can dance I can dance badly. <laughs> it's all about confidence. It doesn't matter how well you do it. That's right. It's fabulous. I um um what have you guys been listening to? Uh what have I been listening to? Um well like what's been on repeat for you guys? Uh for me, probably the last year and a half has been well, just last year. Uh Spirit Box. I'm not familiar. Oh. Uh, they're 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 awesome. Um the singer and her husband um, were replacements in I Wrestled a Bear once. No? No. Uh, a spirit box. Okay. Yeah, yeah send out. me a link or something. Oh, yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Are they from around here or is that a bigger uh, No, no, no. Um, they're out of Canada. Um, they've really blown up this last year. Um, okay. And actually, they had, they had an entire uh, European tour that they were in Sweden. When the call came out that you need to get your asses home because right. everything's shutting down. You're going to get stuck. Yeah. yeah. And so they've pretty much been stuck in Canada uh, through 2020. Yeah. Canada has been locked down yeah. tight. And, and, tight, and tight. she's she's originally from the States. Um, and so, you know, she hasn't seen her family in a year oh, you know, wow. physically. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, they're... They are super they're, good. Yeah, they're my go-to this last year. I just... Okay something about a click you know mm-hmm. check them out um i don't know i yeah I, sometimes all, i do get uh sometimes i do get stuck on just like listening to 
one thing and I get super into it. Yeah. Um, I haven't here this past little while. Not really. Um, last year, I was all about uh, I Disagree by Poppy. Right. I know the band, but I don't know that song. Yeah, uh, th- that's, that's the name. Uh, of the, well, that's album. the song and the uh, and yeah. the name of the okay. album. Um, but I love that whole album. And yeah. I like before that, I didn't know who the heck that was or what they were, or what she was about or anything. Mm. But that she, album, I I listened to that. I wore it out. She like, it's, she was a YouTube. Or it still is. She's a, a new YouTube, thing. Newer, right? She's a YouTube um, pop star. I mean, she mm. you know she wrote pop songs. Okay. Hence the name Poppy, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and and got her got her start doing all of the music and stuff on YouTube, and it was all real pop heavy. Mm. And then she came out with this album, and it it has some real fucking metal in it. Okay. Yeah, it's like to the point that last year she was supposed to be on tour. With the Deftones, Gojira, I remember and Poppy. That. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. I love Gojira. They're one of my yes. favorites. Oh, I yeah. remember seeing that name oh, around. Have you heard their new album? Yes. Yeah. Those are the three tracks the they put three out three. Yes. That's yeah. what I was going to answer yeah. if I yeah. asked. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I remember that, that too. I, I love Gojira. That, uh, that new one, what, Amazonia or something Amazonia. like that? Amazonia. Yeah. yeah. It just came out Friday. That, I, I, dude, that came out and I was like, dude, I finally hear a Gojira song we could cover. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, then all we need to do is get like tracks of and like some flute <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the background. But the rest of the song is just like just backing tracks for that. You yeah. know, and I'm like, oh, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Have you seen them live? Have you guys been to a show? No, no I, haven't. I haven't. It's disgust. It's devastating. Uh, I've, uh-huh. I've seen them. I think three times, maybe. Um, I saw them with Mastodon once, which is amazing. Nice. Um, and I think I think they were also with. Uh, who was it? No, it wasn't Deftones. I don't know. But we went down to Texas and saw them a few years back as, as the headliners. And so they played for probably an hour and a half. And I was just, I was annihilated by the end of that show. Like, oh, yeah. The crowd was ridiculous. Like, they're, like, they're just a, a heavy band. Like, they're just crushing. Yes. Their sound is crushing. They sound like Godzilla would sound if he were a metal band. Right, right. And uh, it, was, it was just devastating. I loved it. It's crazy. Yeah. Bringing up Godzilla. Yes. Smooth transition right here. Yes. So... Godzilla versus King Kong tonight. Is it tonight? It's Wednesday. It came out Friday for everyone else on the planet, but I we thought it was it. the thirty first. But uh, well, oh, maybe it is tonight. Well, mid- I should midnight. Oh, midnight. Okay, yeah. oh, okay, so, tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, so the director of that, mm-hmm. you know, for one, I'm King Kong. For anybody who's asking, okay, oh, yeah. okay, that's unfortunate. We all make mistakes. No, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> yep. I, I'm going for the closest to human. Not the reptilian overlords. Oh, come, oh. On. come on, come on. <laughs> this from the guy that always says that, like, you know, humanity shouldn't, doesn't deserve to exist and all this stuff. <laughs> well, that's true. You don't get to listen to <laughs> He's like, you right, can't listen you to Gojira right. anymore. Yeah, you're not allowed to listen to them anymore. By well, the way. okay, so Ghidorah is, is no longer living. Right. But if he was, no. Um, <laughs> Adam Wingard, the, the guy is directing this. I just saw today. Yep, I know where you're going. We're okay. officially, finally getting a thundercats movie oh yeah is he helming that one yes yeah. oh. yes this is needed to happen forever especially with as good as cgi is nowadays right right god i hope i just this just occurred to me i hope they don't go the cats route <laughs> oh they could that would be <laughs> oh that would be disturbing that'd be rough yeah yeah We'll see. We'll see how it goes. What's the like timeline for no, that? I'm do you, scared. Did they say? I think. I think it was just announced that that he's gonna direct it. I oh, don't so know. It's brand new. Yeah. 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 Uh, the guy that helped write um, Godzilla vs Kong. 
uh, is tapped to do the screenplay. But okay, it was funny. Um, several years ago, uh, Cartoon Network relaunched uh, a new version of Thundercats animated, and that was really really good. Mm. Um, it was disappointing though because Snarf didn't talk. Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with Thundercats. Doesn't he say snarf? Isn't that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. snarf. Yeah. yeah. Not very familiar, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I do we're, know that. We're old. So. Yeah, this is all like our childhood. <laughs> oh, my son, he recently got into Pokemon. Oh. And it's like, it's like he thinks he knows everything about it already. I'm like, you don't even know. What are you, like, they had their 25th birthday or anniversary or whatever, I think in uh, last month, maybe, of Pokemon, Something like in like the series. Yeah. I was like... I'm turning 26 next month. Like oh, you don't dude. even, you don't even know. <laughs> oh shit. To be 26. Wow. I guarantee you my knee wouldn't hurt like it does. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, fair. I've so, got a, a, <clears throat> a daughter that's going to turn three in a few weeks here. Okay. Um, and she really loves this show called Octonauts. Oh yeah. You know, Octonauts. <laughs> I've seen every episode <laughs> yeah. multiple times. Same, same. Yeah. But I have to tell you, man, she she like knows a lot about different animals, sea oh, creatures yeah. and stuff now, yeah. you know? It's so one of like, those like educational shows. Are you familiar with it? Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I guess yours are a little bit older yeah. than yeah. ours. Yeah. yeah, they always, at the end of the episode, they like review their little new creature. And it's always right. some weird like slug thing. It's kind of yeah, random. Yeah, exactly. It's never just like, like a flounder. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad An enemy hear, or... I'm glad to hear that there's actual good kids programming it's out there yeah, you got to yeah. dig for it a little bit but it's <laughs> mm-hmm. out there there's a lot of like kind of mindless stuff that uh you know i enjoy still too but that was one of my preferred shows if we were gonna like binge something yeah. for, or for a day that would be one of the better ones i think right right of all the netflix kids shows yeah <laughs> i agree that's kyra's favorite right now okay so so jumping back to the music you said you've been listening to gojira anything else um so kid cuddy's a huge influence of mine he was he was how i got kind of introduced to hip-hop back when i was like 15 or 16 um and he released the third album in his little trilogy the man on the moon trilogy um and that came out in december and i've i'm I'm sick of it like i've been trying to listen to it and i've just i've overplayed it like what like how you mentioned earlier <laughs> yeah, yeah. i can't do it anymore i'm pretty tired of it um that would be mine i suppose yeah. Yeah. right on yeah i think before poppy i think the last album and i still go back to listen to this this is one of my favorite albums really of all time um are you familiar with an artist named stephen wilson i don't believe so all right he was he became famous for uh <clears throat> heading up <clears throat> excuse me sorry it's the covid uh, the covid's all oh, the again. covid's after me uh it's allergies man all this wind has really got me but uh um porcupine tree is the name of of his band previously i had a friend who was really into him back okay. in college yeah yeah does well, he wear like glasses that, yeah okay. yeah he yeah. he looks like a like a short little nerdy british guy that's basically about right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh his album uh the raven that refused to sing it's um a very jazz inspired kind of prog album and it's and it's every song is inspired by a horror story oh okay and it's just beautiful and amazing front to back like like, like some edgar Allan poe or like um or more like I, ones he's written himself or do you know what i don't even know no. i i don't think that they're like famous stories okay and i'm not necessarily convinced that it's stuff that he wrote himself though either okay but um yeah each song is supposed to be some kind of like scary story 
kind of dark and dark weird thing and um or ghost story or something like that you know but it's it's all very jazzy though and i i really like music that comes from a place of jazz rather than Mm -hmm. a place of blues you know like rock music right um so that i i swear to god i listened to that album front to back every day for over a year wow like i love oh, that man album. i'll have to so. check that one out i definitely like i my my um tape my genre my genre library i feel is very exhausted like i'm very kind of tired with like a lot of the hip-hop and a lot of the metal that i hear nowadays and so i've been kind of trying to explore new new worlds of music you know mm-hmm. uh we were on a bit of like a reggae kick uh, a few weeks back we found out my daughter loves it oh, i don't nice. know why she like start bobbing her head you know um and I, I always fall back on like some like solo piano and stuff like that. I have a few pianists I really like, um, but I don't know. I'm just trying to expand a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like, and and maybe try to take some of that into my own music as well, if possible. It's yeah. Easier said than done. It is, but man, that's a noble aspiration. I mean, yeah. I think we should all do more of that yeah, yeah. for sure. I think like for myself, I definitely find myself writing things and then thinking like that's exactly the same thing I wrote two months ago because it's just me, and so I feel like it's kind of like swimming in the same little pond of sound. So I really try to not stay monotonous. Yeah, and maybe that's what maybe that the switching genres helps out because mm-hmm. um, maybe if I was just writing this like rock music, it would start to kind of sound the same. Um, but that's something as an artist, I'm trying to really um, keep myself away from is becoming monotonous. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because I'm the only like I'm the only one. So. Yeah, yeah, I get that completely. Mm-hmm. That's why it's nice to farm my ideas out to them. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, this I, I think part of that, part I know, because a lot of times, I mean, the demos I give them, I've got fully programmed drums and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These are just my ideas, and he knows that. These are just my ideas, so the feel as far as the drums go. Right. Um, but... It's like I'll always come up. I'll, I'll I'll try and do this part, and I'm like, Wait, is that going to think that's boring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, he's like, I can't believe you put all these fucking triplets in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh God, there's a song well, we're playing. The be whole, boring. <laughs> the whole song, it's 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 all in four four, but the whole thing is is like triplet. Okay. The whole the whole feel of this, the entire song is in is like a triplet feel. And it weirds me out. Okay. Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It is. It's challenging. It's definitely challenging. Yeah. But I think think I've mined a whole bunch of different influences with, with what we're coming up with now. And so then for all of them to slap, you know, their various different influences on it, I think it's going to be a really cool album. Good, I, I tell you what my favorite thing is working on this and i've really only sat down with um a quiet anger and done this to the full extent but is that one of the songs that's one of the songs okay. is a quiet yeah. anger that's one that we're actually playing but um is just finding some time alone to sit down with the song mm-hmm. and then add keyboard play keyboard shit and over the top of it and I think that's so super fun. Yeah, yeah and, and what was so cool about it is because there's already key stuff on that. He just built on on top of that and okay. added even more to it. And so it's like, 
and then see, I have no idea what these are going to turn into. You yeah, know? And that's that, very cool. That's really cool. I, I actually kind of want to do something similar to that with other artists. I'm a big believer that the more um, community you have as like a local musician or yeah. an independent musician, the more um, power is not the right word, but the more opportunities you have. Yeah. Amen, right? man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and one thing I want to do um, is like maybe produce a beat like a, a drum pattern or something or maybe a melody mm -hmm. and then find someone um to send it to and then maybe build a full track out of that um i just haven't i don't know a whole lot of people who makes music similar to mine or who like produce in the same way that i do mm -hmm. um so i just haven't been able to but it sounds very similar like what you guys talk about right now know, writing yeah. a song yeah 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 that'd be cool i mean we've we've always kind of just I always go back to the kitchen sink, man. You just kind of throw it all in there. Right. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, yeah. And just being honest with each other about like, yeah. eh, I think that could be better. Right. <laughs> that's, like, that's key. You know, I don't think that that's quite up to par. And a lot of times, you know, that's something I came up with. It's like, okay, that's a challenge for me to do something better that fits better. You right. know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, that was the biggest challenge. Um, Probably the the first song that we we put together that's got some really good, um, it's, it's got a really good hip hop beat to it. Um, once it got heavy and got to the the breakdown, man, Quentin wouldn't let me oh, let he, me go. He just he hated. He was it. a dog with a bone. Oh, yeah, he would not let it go. Out yeah. out of all eleven songs, that one song is the only one that has six versions and it took uh, six versions before I got the breakdown to where he, where oh, he liked wow. it. But it, it got to the point where it was like, Oh, it's not fucking heavy enough. All right. <laughs> gloves are off. You know, <laughs> the next thing you know, it's just palm. Just right. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's important though. I think it's, that's very powerful if you can do that and not end up hating each other. Yeah. 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 Well, and I have to live with him, so. I mean, not at home anymore, but, you know. Right, right. He's always going to be around. Always going to be my son. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I definitely like, um, I feel like in the in the studio is where I get that. So mm -hmm. whenever I go record, um, all the guys, I've recorded with three different um, producers, uh, studio owners, whatever you want to say, and they were all, like, people that I respected that if they said, like, that's not very good, I was like, okay, it's not very yeah. good. Unless it was something that I really was, like, you know, like steadfast about, right? In mm -hmm. which case, I would make my case. But I think it's important to be open to criticisms, yeah. As an artist, yeah. Um, as long as it's right. constructive criticism, yeah. Yeah. yes. I think that I think that's one thing that we're gonna we're gonna push on this too. Is you know we're gonna build these songs, we're gonna track these songs, um, but I think we're gonna bring in bring in a third party to kind of say just just listen to it objectively, mm -hmm. you know. And say, yeah, maybe, maybe try this or maybe try that or something like that. Just to get a fresh perspective because, you know, yeah. once you do them over and over and over again, mm -hmm. you know, some of it gets not necessarily lost, but it becomes, becomes background. So yes. there, there are things that you miss because you're just so used to doing the same thing over and over again. So, so when you do work with, with other people, do you basically take the core song. So like you build your own tracks and then take it in and, and then they just mix it for you and record usually, vocals. Or I mean, um, I, I usually write 90 to 95% of it. Um, 
excluding bass guitar. I don't know. I don't play the bass at all. So like on riddles, um, it kind of has that kind of, it's, it's a, uh, it's the, I went in there with a four note progression. Um, and Scott, the studio owner, Pamu, um, he was playing it and he's like, "Mm, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. And he got what you heard. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but everything else, like I, I either program it at home and then take it in and have them make it sound good. Or I take the general idea in there and then we'll program a synth or something. But like when I go to the studio, partially because I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of money and I don't want to waste any time. Right. Yeah. Uh, Everything's 99 to 100% pre-planned, ready to go. Right. Mm -hmm. Except maybe like guitar solos or things like that. Yeah. Where do you go to record? So right now, um, uh, Studio 2C in Joplin with Pamu. Um, He's the man over in Joplin. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Particularly 2C. Yeah, uh, 2C Multimedia. Um, Mm. He works with a lot of the um, hip hop guys, a lot of uh, some of the country artists and stuff too. Um, But I mean, before COVID, I mean, he had a a contract with Sony. He was flying out to California a lot. I mean, he's a super cool dude. He's one of those guys that's definitely about the music, not necessarily the money, you know, Um, which I, I would argue all the guys I've worked with, all three of the studios I've been to were like that. Um, which I, I, I appreciate a lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, having that, that open atmosphere of creativity goes a very long way. Um, but yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I haven't been to any studios in Kansas city. Um, cause I'm just, I'm just not very good at mixing and mastering myself. I do. I, I did uh, a lot of YouTubing on how to mix and master stuff. Um, and I just realized that's not where my interests lie. You yeah. know, um, cause it's, it's a, that's a deep, dark rabbit hole to go. It down. really is. Yeah. It's, and, and it's like, you <laughs> never quite get what you want, uh, if you don't have the equipment, you know, or the know-how. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized my time was better spent just, you know, songwriting, practicing yeah. my guitar, yeah. singing, things like that. Well, we self-produced the first, first album and what, what I learned out of that was the difficulty in being consistent. Mm. I mean, you set everything up the same as the previous song. You know, you record them on the same night, but I don't know. You mean like getting the consistent sound? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was definitely more all over the place than we wanted it to be, but. That's why I program my drums because I just couldn't imagine trying to like, like tackle that as a, honestly, as an instrument. I mean, yeah, they, they were up and down, but. For whatever reason, we got really good sound in this room. Okay, um, you record. Do you guys record here? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, the the drum set was set up right about yeah, where this table yeah, was. Yeah, it was oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Nice little carpet here. Yeah. But uh, but it it also goes back to you do it yourself. You have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's easy to put it off. It's 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 easy to it's easy to get fatigued with the material. Right. I think, I think at some point, you know, um, it's like doing, doing videos for other people. You know, I have deadlines and, and somebody's paying me to do this. So my focus is, is a little sharper sure. than if it's my own stuff. And I, <laughs> after that one, I was like, okay, guys, I, I don't want to do that. Again. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can track our own stuff all day long, but I think to have somebody else mix and, and master, I think we'll get, uh, at least a more consistent product. And I think that's, that's the big goal. And it's great to have that objective ear. Like you had mentioned, yes. someone who's yeah. not mm-hmm. attached to the project yeah. to tell you if something sucks. Right. Yeah. Right. 
or just even hear something that, that we don't hear mm. because, because what generally will happen, especially if you write a song while you're recording. So one of the songs mm. we wrote while we were tracking, mm. you, you don't have that year or that two years of playing it. Right to where you find the other little things to drop in there. And then after you play and play, it's like, man, I wish I would have done that. Right. Even just the idea of doing that terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much the type that, um, I like to record one day and then maybe have uh, a week off to listen to what we've recorded and then go, that's my ideal way to do it. That's not the way it always happens. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I love that because then I can, you know, sit on it, sleep on it a bit. Nitpick Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, um, so the video thing is that because I remember because I I wanted to be here a couple of weeks ago right right had to reschedule you said you had a video shoot yeah. um, is that like do you do music videos or like yes every yes. like yeah. okay um, I do music videos I do lyric videos as well um, but I always I always tell people I I, w- I would rather charge more for lyric videos okay than music videos because music videos are fun lyric yeah. videos suck oh I bet they're tedious <laughs> yeah. and and for what. You know, just yeah. to put word, let's go make a music video, you know? Right. Yeah, but, you know, I can't justify that to my wife. So music <laughs> videos cost more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've been doing that for, what, three years? That's pretty, yeah. Three years, three or four years. I've got about uh, 15 music videos. Very cool. Done. Um, wow, I didn't know it got up that high. <sighs> yeah. I've, well, I've, you know, I've you got, have done. I mean, it makes sense now I've that got, I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you've got done quite a few of them. <laughs> been doing it for a while. Yeah. Got two in the pipe. So yeah, okay. Uh, Visual arts—that's something that I love um, because I know nothing about it, like photography, videography. I got nothing. Right. Um, so I always really appreciate watching people do that. You every know, every it's cool. Everything I've ever learned, honestly, has has uh, stemmed from being in a band. Okay. You know, what can I learn to make? the band better you know right. i learned how to program html so i could make a web page you oh, know? Yeah. just everything everything's band related yeah no i i um i've sunk a significant amount of time over the last year into um learning marketing like online marketing um and advertising and things like that like hours of youtube videos on how to use like facebook's business manager and things like that yeah um and creating like ads and stuff um and I, part of it's because i enjoy it a lot i like it um, I like having the, the other, the extra content for, you know, people who are following me to see, you know, yes. the visual aspect, which I'm not, I'm not a master of. So like I did a lyric video for riddles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had like, just like, uh, it was, it was my fire pit. I used my phone to film the fire pit, put it in slow motion in black and white. Cause everything's cooler in oh, yeah. black and white in slow motion. And then I just, um, put lyrics over it, but it's just another piece of content to yeah. have, you know? Right. You know, I absolutely love black and white, but I find that when I shoot something in color, I have a hard time taking the color away. Okay. Yeah. I, because, I, you know, it gets, I get that look. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, I can't do black and white, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and w- w- which is bad because I do. I honestly love black and white. Right. I have yet to do anything in black and white for that very reason. Mm. Um, some some pictures, uh, my wife and I used to, uh, she used to take pictures and I do video, um, mm. live video. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of where it all started of, of the bands. And then I'd go back and edit her pictures. So I would do some black and white uh, of the pictures, but 
Yeah, I, I just unless it, it it starts off in my head as black and white, I have a hard time changing it to black and white. Right. And I even like doing you know one of my favorite movies, Natural Born Killers, and that's all mixed media and you know black and white and grainy mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I chose it kind of as my aesthetic from the start. Yeah. Because uh, it's very easy for me. Because yeah. I feel like if you're black and white's very simple and it almost always works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's not a lot of thought put into it for me. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're, if you're, if you have those colors and tones, um, especially as someone who does videography, I feel like you'd want to make sure that they reflected the mood that you wanted. Right. Or the lighting that you wanted. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's my way to kind of smooth over those complexities and just yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I learn something new every time, every time I do it. And mm-hmm. and I did did the math. So it, these 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 last two that I've got to finish up that that'll be fifteen. Very right nice. on. So I've got thirteen out there. So. That's cool. Would you ever do anything? Um, like, would you ever want to work on like movies or anything like that, or is it just music for you? Uh, no, I would. I would certainly do uh, movies, but I'm I'm very I'm very independent. In that I don't know that I could go work for somebody, mm-hmm. um, which has probably been the biggest hindrance to my career altogether. You know, <laughs> right. I, I don't think I could sit and write jingles for people. You know, I just, right. when it comes to artistry and creativity, it's, it's really just, you know, it's got to be from me, mm-hmm. you know. I'm a firm believer that you should make what you want and let people find it or no matter what you make, there will always be an audience for it. Uh, Maybe big or maybe small, but um, making, find it and making something that satisfies you as an artist or creator or whatever is the most important thing. I think so. I've always had that approach. um, Cause I think like if it's something it's like, Oh, this is something I would want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Well, there's gotta be other people that feel the same way that I do. Oh yeah. Like you said, it might not be a huge group of people. It might be a kind of a niche thing, but I don't know. There's someone that's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think I think finding a balance is important too. Um, so for me, um, like Riddles, the song Riddles, mm-hmm. is uh, maybe the sound isn't the most um, mainstream, but like the structure is. It's very, it, you yeah. know, you know, chorus, verse, chorus, whatever, bridge, chorus. Um Whereas some of the other songs like pillowcases, I felt like almost had a little bit more trouble with because it was like an intro and then just kind of a verse and then like an outro. Um, so like when, when that one was on the radio, even the guy afterwards, he made a comment about like kind of how long it was. Cause it's like over five minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, a little bit of commercial, you know, spice in there isn't the worst. Right. As long as you right. don't feel, it doesn't feel unnatural right. to you. Right. Yeah. I, I think guess. that's this big thing is, is never, never force it. Um, right. like audience capture is a real thing. Like you could start, um, kind of suppressing that little voice inside you of saying, Oh, that that's good. And that's bad. And right. think if you start focusing on what will people like, right. You know, right. then I think that's just, it's all going to go downhill. Right. At that I, point. It depends what your goals are too. I know some guys who are great musicians, guys and girls who are great musicians who have no desire for anyone to hear their music. They just yeah. like making it. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. But 
other people want to do it for the acclaim or I don't maybe the money. Money's not really there in music. But, <laughs> yeah, not, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> but the popularity maybe or whatever, or just, you know, to be on stage. Yeah. And so um, if that's your goal, then you need to make your music a little bit more marketable, maybe easier yeah. to listen to. Yeah. You know, I agree. I, I, I guess it is just holding those two things in tension, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not going too far to where, it's like, I don't care if anyone can relate to this at all. Like <laughs> right. then, then what's the point of doing it? No, you know, you're just doing it for right. yourself. But then right. if you're only doing it for thinking like, oh, this is what people are going to want to hear, then yep. you lose the authenticity and kind of the, it's not genuine anymore. I totally agree. Yeah. So I, w- when I was talking um, with those two guys up in Kansas city last week, um, they mentioned that they had a buddy who was making, I don't know if it was like pop songs or rap songs or something. I don't know, but he, um, was just posting it all to TikTok in a very kind of clickbaity attention grabbing kind of way. Um, and he's up to like, you know, over a million listeners now per mm-hmm. month, monthly listeners on Spotify or something like that. Um, but that was what he wanted was just to, you know, get attention. And I mean, now he's getting a paycheck from it, you know, he's, right. maybe, yeah. maybe he's even got some fans. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a believer that TikTok's not the best way to get fans. Right. I think not long term, I right. think it's very short term. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think live shows are probably one of the best ways to do it or word of mouth. Yeah. Best way to get like people actually kind of hooked in and brought into like the family of your sound. Um, but I mean, that, if that's what he wanted to do, it worked out well. You know, if you, yeah. if, and if yeah. he probably even enjoys that type of music, which is perfectly fine. It's all subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell that like the guys I was talking to, they weren't as convinced. Like they, they felt like he was more into just kind of the, um, the blowing up aspect of it, the popularity of right. it versus like the actual process of making the sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many different ways but at the same time, every every different avenue feels limiting at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's you can't really you can't really put um, your finger on on the pulse of of what people are going to gravitate to. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think if you go humorous, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, um, we'll find out. We'll find out. So that, yeah, yeah. that that video has shot um, is for a band out of Oklahoma City called Kira. Okay. And uh, they've, man, they've been around for 10 years now. They've toured with Seven Dust. Um, oh, nice. Been, been all around all around the country. And so we've done a couple of videos for them, which you know, a normal live video. And then mm-hmm. we did a, a storyline video. Well, this one is just a silly video. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think humor, I, I think that's why the Foo Fighter, I mean, the Foo Fighters do great music, but mm-hmm. it's really the videos that, that hook people. And right. have they ever done a serious video? Um, what was that song? The Pretender was pretty serious. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Like the, um, uh, the people on the, like it was like glass or something. Oh, in yeah, the yeah, glass. Yeah. I, I mean, it, oh. it was more of a standard play, but right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But most of theirs are. I mean, they're pretty silly. Yeah, yeah they yeah. set the bar. They set the bar. I think if 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 you're naturally a funny guy, like that's it's super powerful, especially yeah. with like social media. Like if you're funny and you're on TikTok and it works, by all means. Mm-hmm. I just I think it has to be genuine. Um, yeah. Rather than just trying to get people's attention, because I think people can see through that pretty pretty easily. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. yeah. TikTok is a strange, strange world. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird one. 
There are a lot of thirsty, thirsty people on oh, TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, this is sad. Yeah. And their algorithm is so strange. I don't like um, what I had a lot of. Um, well, mine's mostly dogs. So which is fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, which is fine with me. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm not a huge TikTok head. I mean, I was, there was, a, there was a period of time where I was eating up quite a bit of my time, but I've pulled myself from the tide a little <laughs> bit. Um, I don't know. I think Instagram's kind of my main uh, hub, which right. is, I think, how we kind of ended up talking yeah. early yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I, and I don't get on it near enough. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the one day you message me on Facebook. I better message you here. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I messaged. I was like, mm, probably safe if I hit him on the other side yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys use? Um, so like when you guys are setting up shows or planning out little tours, because I saw that you guys have like your timeline set up for this year. Trying with some yeah. mystery dates. That, yeah. And yeah. No one's. It's mis- okay. All right. It's a mystery. Sure. Yeah. Haven't waiting. been released yet. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys? How does that occur? Like, how do you set up those dates? Is it on social media or is it through people you know or? Uh, yeah, the, well, the tour, we're still trying to book. So it, mm. it, it, I'm using a combination of just blind emails and, and, uh, reaching out to people I know, okay. uh, to try and set s- stuff up. Um, the, most of the gigs again are, are not ones that, that, that we sought. That's what you said. Yeah. They kind of came to you. Yeah. They kind of, they're kind of coming to us now. Um, which, which is really cool, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, my if, credit, if we can do them, I credit, <laughs> right. well, really I'm, I'm kind of the stick in, stick in the mud of the band. I, I tend to be uh, pretty, um, introverted. Sure. You yeah, know, sure. uh, Matt is uh, very much a social butterfly and it works to our great benefit. Right. Like, like he, I don't know and, how either. <laughs> and, and Quentin and even Daryl, I mean, they're, uh, they really are good at networking and okay. I think that's just key. Oh like, yeah. It's definitely not my strength. Okay. Um, Sounds like you got some but, balance there, though, with the other guys. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I work. It, it's. I don't take that as like, oh, that's just not my job to do that. Then, mm-hmm. but that's a, something I I need to put effort into, and and it, it's a challenge for me. But Matt's really good about just meeting people and keeping in touch with them, mm-hmm. and that you know in the long run like down the road that could turn into someone offering us a show and it's like it's yeah. really cool yeah um i think that i mean i do yeah, you feel like yeah. that's kind of how it works is yeah yeah I, it's funny because i will go so you know i'm sure you're like like i am and just have you know a ton of of facebook friends and you know you've never met three quarters of them right, at least yeah. right yeah. but some of them are in your area. Mm-hmm. And so you go to a show. Hot singles in your area. Right, right. <laughs> With two miles away from so, you. So you. Say you go to a show or you go to a festival or something like that. And I will see somebody that I'm friends mm-hmm. with on Facebook. Oh. And I always, I always give them. Here's another thing. 90% of the time, I don't. I don't go out and, and friend request people. So they're just friend requests that come in. Right. And, you know, usually it's a friend of a friend mm-hmm. type of thing. That's how all these keep coming in. But if I run into somebody, I'm, I, I guess I'm just really observant when it comes to that. And so if I go somewhere and I see somebody that uh, that basically friend requested me 
and then they don't recognize me, mm. I make a note of that. Oh, okay. And then I may go back around and, and say, hey, you know, you know, but okay, logged. This right. person just added a friend for a friend, you know. Right. But but also when somebody does recognize you, you know, okay, this this person you can't guarantee that they're they're genuine, hmm. but they at least pay attention, right. you know. And I and mm-hmm. I think paying attention in this day and age is is huge, right? So I I kind of went a long way around there, but but that that's kind of how I approach it, you know. I. I have, I, I remember every face, I've, I, just about every face I've ever seen. A lot of times I'll forget the context of where, <laughs> and names are terrible. Same, yeah. Um, Facebook has been huge. Instagram's been huge with that because now it's like, okay, I can, I can connect this post to this name, to this picture. And my brain so does not work that way. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sitting here I like know. I'm that I'm that jerk that didn't that friend requested didn't somebody and hi. didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah, I'm, I'm, and, and I'm more I'm, like you. I'm I'm definitely on the introverted side. I think I fake extroversion well, like yeah. particularly on stage because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, can, I I I tell him all the time. I hate we did a, a lyric writing session, right? Mm. Um I hate singing, just sitting here in the chair and singing. Okay. Yeah, I know. There's times I'm like, all right, what's that melody like? Can you sing that part for me? He's like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't warmed up you know, yet. And, like, you know, I mean, Zach, hell, he'll sing anywhere, you know, and, yeah. but, you know, put me on a stage and it's, it's no problem. Right. You know, and yeah. it's just like a switch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, you know, some people just, have that switch of stage fright. Mine is just like, it's go time. Right. You know? I'm, 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 uh, similar in that I don't mind singing or playing my guitar in front of however many people. Yeah. doesn't bother me a bit, but speaking public speaking terrifies me yeah. mm. more than like three people. And I'm like, it's weird. nervous as hell. Oh, it's wow. very strange yeah. and very unfortunate. Yeah. I had to give a, um, a presentation like maybe hey, four or five months ago, uh, at the school. And I was just terrified even though like I've, I've seen most of these people like at shows, like, or even, mm-hmm. um, at like the, the benefit, like they were all there and I was much louder and much more, you know, kind of in your face there. Like, why can't I sit here and talk for like, it was like four minutes, my section of the presentation. Yeah. I still like terrified. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's just, uh. I don't know. That's not your element. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, uh, yeah. And I mean, I can do, I can do okay. Um, if it's, you know, me and a guitar, right. Um, I should say better at least but like karaoke i don't want to do karaoke mm. i don't know there's just something it's just what I do i do know. with my hands like that's for me <laughs> well, what but, it is yeah that's that's not the problem because you know for years i was just the singer um mm. so it's just i don't know it's like having other guys behind me or having an instrument in my hands those are like my security blankets it's mm. like when you know a pre-recorded karaoke track you know which is playing perfectly uh i don't know man it's just it's it's always been a thing mm-hmm. um, i think i think for me it's a confidence issue because yeah. I'm, I'm similar i don't like to just i can't just sit there and sing it feels awkward yeah uh, and i think it's because i'm very confident in myself as a guitar player uh less so as a singer because singing is newer to me um and rapping even more so uh, so like, I know that like, like I know my guitar will sound good. Like just cause that's kind of what that's me is at, at the core yeah. or is the singing. I'm kind of like, oh, I need that little crutch 
to make sure that that was the right note. Cause I can yeah. hit that note on the guitar yeah. and it'll sound great. <laughs> right. So I, I understand right. what you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> we've talked about it cause, cause we cover like gin and juice and, uh, oh, okay. Nice. Um, well, it's gin and juice and baby got back. So like I do the gin and juice half and he yeah. does the baby back, got back half. Nice. Nice. Um, and you know, we can rap that just fine. Uh, you know, as, as far as white guys rap, but, um, writing, mm. writing lyric or you rap lyrics so fast. stuff like, it's like, shit. Right. You know, it was hard enough to memorize these, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I think, so you as a vocalist, do you, I mean, you guys record, um, uh, in-house, um, do you ever just feel silly when you're like singing or screaming your lyrics, like in a, in a, like a vocal booth, all the dudes are watching you and it's oh, yeah. just your isolated track and you're just like, yeah. what the hell am I doing right now? Well, I'd, yeah. I'd say, I think all of my vocals for the, the last album, yeah, I just tracked by myself. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we did the group vocal. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we did the group yeah. vocals together, but I think all mm-hmm. the, all the, yeah. Uh, yeah. All my vocals, you were sitting there. Yeah. Producing me basically. Yeah. And it was super awkward for right. sure. But it is. But. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've gone to studios before and it, yeah. It Honestly, is. I think the, I think the worst, the worst is uh video is, uh, is when we did the mountain breather video and stuff, I felt like such a doofus. Oh, I haven't seen the video. Like, Oh man. And see, the, the, see you've got it, but you've got it made. Cause I mean, you're the drummer. Yeah. You're no, always in time. It right. doesn't matter what but you there's do. There's one part where I'm like screaming. I'm like, ah, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, your, yeah. Your individual vocal parts. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. It could, because literally that, those are the times where you, you don't have a microphone stand in front of you. Yeah. It's a video. Right. You don't need a mic. Don't right. hide your face. Um, that's kind of a big thing with me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then it's like, really, what the fuck do I do with my hands? Okay, that yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it was super awkward for me. Wow, yeah. But it was good, and I don't like to watch it because oh. it just bring, it just brings back the feeling is like, oh, that was so awkward. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> so much power. That's how I used to feel with my music, man. Like, um, it took me like four or five songs of like recording them, um, and then afterwards feeling like, yeah, this is, this is good. Like it's ready to go. Like let's do it. Like it was probably um, like Smoke Eaters or one of the ones I released last year where we recorded it. It was done. I listened to it and I was like, "Yeah, nice." Yeah. Whereas like a lot of my older stuff, like um, one of my songs, "Burner," which is by far the one that people love the most. Like it shows. It's the mm-hmm. one that gets everyone hyped. I always close with it. Um, we recorded that and I was so embarrassed by it. I was like, I almost didn't put it out. I was terrified because I thought it sounded bad. You know, mm-hmm. I used to have oh, that confidence, wow. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it's by far like the most fun song to play live. It's the one that people sing back to right. me, which is always nice. super like powerful, you know? Yeah. I've also learned though, that if you don't make lyric videos, people don't know your words. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So we did the, the video he's talking about. Um, and then we later that summer did another one. Um, but it was a music video slash lyric video. Okay. So we kept it really simple and just set up in here and, and played mm-hmm. and, and filmed all that, but because not much was going on. So we threw lyrics over it. You know, okay. Yeah. And kind of, and, and I've done a couple of those where it was kind of a, a mashup of a, a video and lyric video. It's just, man, <laughs> lyric videos just suck. kind of pain in the ass yeah yeah they're a huge pain in the ass as a fan though i bet that's it's it's nice to know like if you if, especially if you don't have like the booklet or something yeah yeah, yeah. And that's no i think they are useful definitely yeah. nobody yeah. has those anymore i think i think you can 
I don't know. Do you use uh, DistroKid? I use CD Baby. CD Baby for some reason. Um, I want to say DistroKid has a has a place where you can fill out the lyrics. Oh, okay. I can't can't remember. CD Obviously, B- I didn't do it. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. CD Baby does not. I've actually kind of wondered that before. Yeah. Like, where would I submit them? But now, um, I've seen people on Spotify like. They'll have video a video component on Spotify. Yes, yes. and and that's available. To oh, the us canvas now. Everybody has that now. Yeah. I've used oh, that a couple times. All right, yeah. it was exclusive until I think like January, or February, yeah. like very yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, kick ass. I yeah. just haven't got around to it. You just, it's like uh, you have like uh, eight seconds tops. <laughs> yeah, and it has to be like in the sixteen by four or whatever yeah. format. Um, I think it's cool though. I really like that. Yeah. I, I used um I used that for three of my songs, and I feel like it kind of helps me like i talked about like i love having that extra layer of content yes. or context or story for songs um so like for riddles mine is the fire the same fire that i used um for the like lyric video and even like uh, a couple weeks leading up to the single i was posting that fire over and over again yeah. like a countdown timer yeah. um i love that the can i think it's canvas is that what it's called i think so yeah yeah i love that i think it's cool yeah. mm-hmm. it can be distracting maybe yeah. but well i mean it, it you know, grabs your attention mm-hmm. that's the thing that's the thing um the, the, go, jumping back to the to lyric videos, I mean, obviously you've done a lyric video now. I mean, two of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know how tedious it is. I do them on my phone. I don't know. I'm sure it's much better on the computer. It's well, a pain I mean, in the ass. that's that's the thing. I think that's the thing that that drives me crazy is that you know the very first lyric videos on on YouTube were fans or mm-hmm. other users that were uploading songs, and then they would. So, I mean, they were like the old school where, like, karaoke screens, you know, nothing oh, yeah, fancy. Like a picture. Just, well, yeah. but just text, yeah. you know, text. And then somewhere along the way, somebody decided to make it this goddamn art form. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. then that yeah. that raises the bar on everything. So now you got to do 3D animation. And it's just like, ugh. I did actually. I So I used. Um, Oh, it was Fiverr. I paid a guy like 20 bucks, some dude in like Russia to make yeah. a video for one of my songs. Uh, so I guess I have three lyric videos. Um, but that one was more like for YouTube versus yeah. like Instagram. Um, and it was really cool. He made this like retro sunset kind of futuristic thing for me. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely, I could never have done that. Yeah. Like I, I was happy more than happy to just push that off and give him 20 bucks. There, there are, there are plenty of them out there that are very, very cool. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's not, that's not what I want to focus on. Right. You know, a, as a creator. Right. You know, but at the same time, I'll take a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah. and I think you can, you can just be pragmatic about it too, because some of those songs, like you mentioned, like it, it is just like the karaoke kind of like maybe the yeah. album artwork and then some lyrics. Yeah. And I mean, those are still out there. I mean, yeah. for even yeah. for newer songs, um, if you're just trying to get your lyrics out there to your fans, um, or just even that, you know, just another piece of content or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Be, Honestly, a lot of times, like if I just want to know the words to the song, I, that I'm not going to be like, oh, well, they didn't spend a lot of time doing the <laughs> right. lyric videos. Like, well, yeah. there's the lyrics and it's playing the song. Right. Yeah. So it's not in 3D. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it never really crosses my mind. Well, it's funny. I did one for a country band. Um, a a guy that was in a rock band that I met several years ago. He moved on to country and contacted me. So it the lyrics in it are very very simple like that mm-hmm. but it's like okay the background so what's the background and then that becomes you know a whole nother issue so mm-hmm. in that particular case if you know i just 
I took the took the GoPro or whatever and stuck it to the side of the car and just drove country roads nice. and shit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. But even even that, I enjoyed more than just doing a lyric video. You know, I mean, at least I'm out creating something. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? And I don't know. And it you, is you I, can you can go down an endless rabbit hole trying to find a font. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you don't want your font to be the same as everybody else's. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I do them though. I've done three three lyric videos for Kira and now working on the third music video for Kira. So mm. well, I feel like you guys have kind of your um image though. Like you have like your font. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, and honestly, I don't. So in the late '90s, when I was living in Pittsburgh, um, I was working at uh, Miller's Professional Imaging there, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up uh, working in their their digital uh, photo bit. And so we were working on Max, and I found that font. And for the life of me, I could not tell you what that font is. Okay. It is a miracle that I still have a high resolution version Uh. of that logo (laughs) because I have not been able to find it. So you just use that one high res photo and kind of cut it, cut it, paste it, you know, tweak it. Yeah. But that thing's been that particular edge over edge Mm. in that font has been around since 97, 98. Okay. Is that when you guys kind of like started? Um, I started in 92. 92 would have been the first official release. And that was on four track. Nice. It was on cassette. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So I think we named the band in this like summer of 90, 91, something like that. That's Uh, that's when he was probably 91. Yeah. That's when he was the original drummer for like two weekends. For like two weekends, we practiced twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were just trying to do covers and yeah, that's funny. And 15 years later, 14 yep. years later or something. I was in, picked it back up. I was in, um, three bands, three metal bands back in, uh, high school. Um, none of them, none of the three ever played a single show. And we pretty much just played like Avenged Sevenfold covers on weekends yeah. at our like guitarist's grandma's house. Um, but I still like digging through some of the photos and kind of looking yeah. back and mm-hmm. there's even a few, there's a little bit of audio and one like video recording and it's like, wow, I've come a very long way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad that never really made it out yeah. as a release. It It is cool to to go back to that. I mean, there's a lot of cringe worthy moments, but at yes. the same time, it does show how much you've, you've progressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, especially if you ever feel like, yeah, oh, man, that's this is crap and I, you know, I'm, I'm not any good. Go back and <laughs> watch some old shit. And you're like, all right, it ain't too bad. It's not too yeah. bad. Yeah. We're making progress. I'm, I'm tolerable. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I wanted to ask you, um, we, all right, we know you're a father, a family man. So <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. kick-ass guitar player and you, singer slash rapper slash producer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> but, uh, we also mentioned that you are working on, is a, you're going to be a medical doctor? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I'm working on my MD right now. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. So Thank where you. are you in that process? So um, I'm currently a third-year student at KU, KUMC up in uh, Kansas City. Um, so the kind of the process, it's, it's, a, it's a long process. So, so are you like post-grad now? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm working yeah. On, yeah, yeah. So I went to Pitt State 
uh, for four and a half years. And then I started at KU in 2018. Um, med school is a four year program. At the end of that, you are, you have your MD. So you're a doctor, Mm -hmm. but, um, almost every single physician goes through a residency program after that. Um, cause there aren't really any jobs if you're not specialized in some, to some degree, you know, even the more generalized practices go through residencies. Um, so after med school, you've got between three and seven years of, it's not school, but it's still training right? where you're making, you're making a, a smaller salary and you're being supervised by physicians, but you are practicing. Mm-hmm. You're just not fully licensed yet. I gotcha. Yeah. So I've got, um, so about another year of school or so. And then, and then on to residency. residency. Yeah. I, I'll graduate in May and then, um, we're actually doing our residency applications, right? Well, not right now. We're um, preparing them now. Um, and they'll go out in September and oh, then nice. hopefully do some interviews in the fall. And then, uh, every, every med student figures out where they're going to do residency on the same day in March on a Friday. It just happened two weeks ago. Um, it's very nerve wracking for all the fourth year <laughs> students, you know, uh, because you find out if you're going to residency, not everyone makes it. Mm. Um, I think like 6% of students don't, so they have to wait another year. Um, you figure out if you made it on Monday and then that Friday you figure out where you're going to spend the next three to seven years of your life, depending on what you want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, do you have a, a specialty? That Emergency. Emergency. Yeah. 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 I'll oh, be going nice. into EM. Um, so, uh, EM residencies are three or four year programs, just depending where you go. Um, and that's the shortest residencies are three years. So like family medicine, pediatrics, um, some emergency programs, things like that are three years. Um, the, the more specialized surgical specialties are like, like, um, like ortho or like neurosurge. Those are like five, six, seven year residencies. Oh, wow. Um, which I do not want to do. I I spent three weeks on neurosurgery at KU and it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it, but I I don't want to do that for seven years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause I like going home. They kind of just, right. they just kind of work all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, and you know what, like if I'm going to see a neuro- neurosurgeon, I want it to be a guy or, or a gal that is, that works that all the time. Is that damn straight. Yeah. Dedicated no, to it. no, there's a reason. You know, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I completely, if someone's going to, going to cut my head open, I want them to know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. 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 I uh, could find that. I, I could see how that would be so fascinating mm-hmm. of a, uh, area mm-hmm. that you'd want to focus that much on it oh but, yeah but yeah there's price there there's definitely the sacrifice you need to make for that right well and even any any medical field i'm sure well right now things are kind of messy as well um just the last year has been uh, a sure. little bit strange yeah. for mm-hmm. everyone um my schooling was it was moderately affected i'll say um a lot of my stuff moved to online um, so the way, the way medical schools are set up though, the first two years are preclinical. That's when you basically, you, you go to all your lectures, you live in the library, you read your books, you watch your videos. Um, the third and fourth years are clinical. Mm-hmm. So where I'm at now, I'm at, I actually see patients. That's 90% of what I do is like seeing patients, um, being around physicians and talking with them. Um, and then 10% is like still standardized testing. Um, so it was a bit more, um, interrupting for where I'm at now versus like my like colleagues who are in like their first or second years, just now all their lectures are online, which mm-hmm. isn't, you know, the worst. I, I, even when I was in that part of my training, I'm watched most of my lectures online cause I hated going to class. Um, but it's been a bit more difficult now. Um, cause if you can't see patients, what are you doing? Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, vaccines are rolled out and things are kind of cleaning up a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, I'm kind of back in it. I got my first one first shot Friday. Okay. So how'd it go? It's it's fine. 
Okay. I, you know, the, I think that was probably the worst time to get it because, you know, show that night. So there, I already had, <laughs> you know, heightened anxiety right. before the show. And, and then I have this list of, of side effects and, you know, I got to wait 20 minutes and I'm like, is my heart beating faster? Yeah, it feels kind of hot in here. <laughs> my joints are kind of aching. Right. And then, you know, all weekend my knees hurting, but. Oh yeah. Well, the second one, the, the you said last Friday you got it. Uh, just this past Friday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so your next dose is in a yeah. month, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. second one is what knocked me on my ass. That's that's what uh, a lot of people have said. Did you have a Moderna? Or uh, yeah, Pfizer? Moderna. Moderna. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I got. And so. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't you know the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but it was definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. I had like yeah. really bad chills, and I was pretty. I felt like I got like hit by a car. Basically. Yeah. It was yeah. Just mm. Super achy the next day. Uh, a lot of times, I will get that with within the 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 first three days after a flu shot. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just like a, a, a mild flu. Right. You know. Um. Well, that flu shot last year that stung a it lot a, more than than, yeah. than the usual. Yeah. Yeah. I always get the the sore shoulder for sure. Yeah. Um, well, and that was funny too because I was like, okay, I got to play guitar tonight. Which arm do should I get? It yeah. Do? Which one did you yeah. do, left or right? Left. Left. Ah. I figured I could move my fingers because, like, I, like he said, I pick hard, so <laughs> the arm's got to be able to move. Yeah. You know, you need that strength. Yeah. Yeah. So we did all right. Okay. Yeah. 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 As um, as someone studying medicine. And I don't want to open up a can of worms or anything, but um, right. do, do you uh, have, I don't know, what's your view on maybe, maybe um, what are your hopes for the future of more vaccines like the mRNA vaccines that these are? Um, so um, I'm not a medical scientist in any way, shape or form for the people at home. Uh, <laughs> I have colleagues who are those. They're in PhD programs and they're much smarter than me uh, with all that stuff. I did my fair share of biochemistry. Um, I, but like the efficacy of like, um, of the MRNA vaccine versus the other ones that we use, mm-hmm. like the live strains or the attenuated strains. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the, if the technology, if it's, I, I, I don't know, is it meant to be more effective? Is it easier to produce, uh, less costly? I, I don't know, honestly. Okay. Um, I, if it works, it works. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. I also like medicine is an interesting thing because if I were on a plane and uh, things weren't going so well. I would not go into the, the cockpit and tell the pilot, I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's a good idea. Right. But I've noticed like with vaccines. Every, everyone becomes an expert. Right? Everyone knows. Yeah. They go visit Dr. <laughs> Google for about 20 minutes and they come yeah, in yeah. and, you know, I've had patients who they didn't want to vaccinate their kids or whatever. And that's your right. Or, you know, um, morally, ethically, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it's even like things like, um, my mom, she won't take her thyroid meds. Um, it took her a while too because I, she couldn't drink her coffee with it or something. And I was like, well, you know, your thyroid's pretty important, you know, for your body. And she's like, but I really want my coffee with cream. And so she didn't do it. And it's like, why am I in school if no one's going to listen to anything I say? Right. right? Or people ask you yeah. for advice. It's yep. like, I don't know. That's just part of it. I guess. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I so I, I tend to, I tend to keep my, uh, most of my opinions and advice to myself uh, when people ask. Right on. Uh, just because, I don't know. I, I feel like I say things and people are like, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm still not going to vaccinate my kids. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. You know, Why did you what, ask? What do I know? Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, my my wife's she's an RN. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm supposed to, to remind you that 
RNs are mm-hmm. are the lifeblood that of is the true. medical community. Oh, so no. treat them oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, first first rule of being a medical student is be nice to your nurses. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, they'll make your life miserable or wonderful. Um, but she she gets the same thing from her parents. You know, and I think right. it's a a parent thing. Oh well, I'm your parent, so I know better. Right. Okay, I didn't just go to school to to learn nothing. Um, she's working on her MSN, so hopefully uh, okay. she'll be teaching nursing before too long and. Very sugar cool. mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. What what uh, what field does she work in? Like, what kind of RN is she? Uh, she's just a floor nurse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, she's, you know, she's dealt with the COVID patients. Right. Um, dealt with a lot of stuff. Been pretty pretty wild. Yeah. But I get to hear all about it. Yeah. I was so. Um. I actually the reason I'm down here rather than in Kansas City is actually because I set up my rotations uh, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So um, most of my third year is actually in Pittsburgh. I did um, three or four months in Kansas City. So I went through internal medicine and then uh, half of my surgical rotation, I guess neurology as well. Um, and then I transferred down here. So I've been at Via Christi and then um, CHC for the past several months. Um, and I love it. I, I personally love it. Um, I want to practice in the area, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm here with three other, or two other med students. There are three of us who are on the, this kind of alternative track um, and the reason is at KU, it's the biggest hospital in Kansas. I mean, it's this huge academic center. You've got every specialty, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of doctors. I don't know what the staffing there is, um, but everybody's there. Right. And so as a student, it's very cool to see just about everything that comes through um, or all these rare, weird diseases or, mm-hmm. you know, all these strange procedures or the, the technology that we have is crazy. Yeah. Um, but you also very much get brushed to the side in terms of education, because you've got, you've got your attending physicians. Mm-hmm. You've also got, um, a staff of residents there, you know, um, patients come and go. You've got other med students there who, um, can be very nice or very not nice at times. It just depends. Um, so it's, it's awesome to be here in a smaller rural setting, uh, where it's just myself and the doctor. Yeah. And, and, um, and there's a different attitude about it too, because at KU you've got everybody there for help. So if there's an issue, you can send them to any type of doctor really. Um, whereas here it's more of, uh, use what you've got to mm-hmm. a degree. Like you can ship patients out to KU or St. Louis sure. or wherever. Right. Um, but we do a lot more of our own stuff here rather than like referring out. So from a learning perspective, that's been very cool. Yeah. It makes, it makes a lot sense. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, and I want to practice in the area. So I think, um, doing my training here kind of makes sense, you yeah. know, working with the population and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Seems like it is your family, um, living in the area or are they all up in kansas city right now No, they're in joplin in joplin yeah okay. yeah yeah so it's very it's also been very nice on my gas tank because for the last yeah. two and a half years i've been driving back every weekend mm. to hang out with the kids yeah um and that you know no complaints because it's my family you know oh well, yeah I'm happy to do it but if i don't have to it's kind of nice so right. it's been a, a nice little break um and uh you know nice on the wallet and the gas tank mm-hmm. as well are you guys from this area originally or? Uh, Matt was born at, well, the hospital's gone here in Independence. We used to have okay. a hospital okay. until a couple of years ago, but he was born here. Um, I'm kind of a transplant. Uh, he, he's lived in Cherryville his whole life. Um, okay. I uh, was born in um, Glendale, California, oh, which okay. is uh, kind of the valley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Like nice. the valley. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <me> the spell. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm from the Valley, okay. lived in Sun Valley, California, um, till I was about 13. Okay. You grew up out there then um, to a degree, yeah, to a degree. And Childhood. then I moved, uh, when, when I was about to start high school, I moved to Cherryvale. Okay. 
uh, lived there. Um, when I went to, I, I went, graduated high school there, mm-hmm. was in the music program here in Independence mm-hmm. uh, at the community college, then transferred to Pitt State. Okay. I lived at Pittsburgh for 10 years, and then I moved back. Was that a culture shock? Like coming, going from there Big to here? Time. Yeah. What's the population here in Independence? Or uh, roughly nine thousand. Okay, it was a I little think. bit bigger than I, I don't think I've been here before. It was a little bit oh, okay. uh, bigger than I was expecting. Yeah, just coming in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a small town, but it's right. not like people driving down dirt roads and on wagons. Right, right, right. Well, I'm, I spent yeah. um, eight years over in Baxter Springs as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I lived there um, up until I went to KU. So oh, right on. That's a, I think four thousand people, maybe. Yeah. So like Cherryvale is more around that speed okay that's uh, east yeah. of here i think i passed through um, cherry it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's drove past it. yeah okay yeah, yeah. yep baxter um, springs and i just yes. uh, the smallest walmart in the world oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it disappeared i think a year after i moved there like yeah. 2013 oh, 2012 really? maybe it's been gone that long yeah Good Lord. yeah i'm old i think it's still empty too i don't think they did anything no with they it. don't have anything in there spooky no. yeah i've always wanted not one of those small walmarts but uh oh like the uh like the abandoned super center down in coffeeville or you know one of those i'd love to have one of those okay you know i turned that into a venue yeah you know even half of it off you know i could use for video yeah as as but like they have the automotive so you know you could imagine you could have these big touring buses pull in and, oh yeah you know, and they have the chain length area He's where thought a lot about this is a lot of yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where lawn and garden is there's your smoking section you know what i'm saying yeah. Oh, right yeah nice, nice. i just need a backer okay okay yeah they might be a little pricey there i don't know how much those super centers run for well give me a shout after your residency so <laughs> we'll talk about some investment opportunities yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i um i i knew that my life had changed because that was the only walmart when i moved there because that was the only walmart i'd ever seen that did not have automatic doors right you had to push it open yeah. i like stood there i was like how do i get in what is this <laughs> ancient technology right here it's, it's <laughs> i mean that one was smaller than 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 kmart I mean, oh yeah you know I mean? <laughs> yeah I remember the first time I went through there. Whoa, is that real? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a trip. I went, so I was born in St. Louis and I lived there until I was about eight, maybe second grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I moved to Joplin halfway through second grade. I stayed there through my sophomore year of high school. And then we had the tornado in 2011, yeah. which knocked my house over. So then I moved oh. uh, to Baxter because um, my grandpa lived there. And so we moved in with him and then into some of his properties um, and it was like, it's like just things have just been getting smaller and smaller, you know, mm-hmm. St. Louis to Joplin to Baxter. Um, I loved Baxter though. I re- like going to high school there. I really enjoyed it. I mean, um, the class, like the school was a 10th the size of Joplin. I think Joplin had like 2,200, 2,500 kids mm-hmm. and then Baxter, um, I think about 250. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. Well, I really and did. I, I think, I think what you gleaned from that is kind of, kind of what you're doing with you know, going back to Pittsburgh to, mm-hmm. you know, to do your medical stuff. I mean, it's like having a smaller class. You you learn right. more when you have more one-on-one attention. Absolutely. You know? so, mm-hmm. That's, that w- that was, he and I, I mean, I, I lived in Cherryville my entire life. I lived in Pittsburgh for two years, but mm-hmm. um, it's been Cherryville ever since. And uh, I think my class was a big class and it was 60 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, there's something about, and, and that was part of the reason we moved back because we had Quentin at that point and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I want him to go through this school system. Right. One at small because I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh isn't huge, but in comparison to what I grew up with, you know, Pittsburgh's freaking huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, like going to Kansas city too, it was a bit of a, a moment of figuring out where I wanted to go with my life. Yeah. Um, Kansas city is a pretty, it's a good sized city, um, mm-hmm. including like the Metro and everything. And I just, I like being there because I enjoy the energy of all the, you know, people, um, and all the movement and all the, everything that's going on. But it's, it's like my baseline exhaustion is higher there than when I'm in like Pittsburgh or Baxter mm-hmm. or Joplin. Um, because like when I'm in, even when I'm in my house, I'm next to like a major highway. Yeah. And like, there's always people yelling. There's always something going on, especially over by like the medical center. I live across the street from it, uh, which, you know, it's a little bit of a rougher neighborhood. And it's like, I like the peace and quiet. I, yeah. I realize that I, I like going to the city was good, but I realized that I, I belong in a smaller town. You know, that yeah. makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I love visiting Kansas city. I love yes. going to Springfield. I yes. love going to Dallas, uh, you know, but I like coming back home. Yeah. You know, exactly. Everything. I think I'm finally coming around to that real realization and it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I always wanted to get back to um living in a city mm. and and just there's so many more opportunities, you know. But um you know, it's it's just never uh you know, my my ex-wife never wanted to leave like this area, mm. my current wife never always wanted to live in a smaller, more rural setting, sure. and um, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Like, to, I'm not, I'm not sitting here crying, you know, right. crying about uh, not having the opportunity. But um, I think I'm starting to realize how much of a blessing that was to just uh, kind of have that peace and quiet. That that mm-hmm. um, I, I think. How did you put it? The uh, your exhaustion level. Yeah. Like your threshold like an ex- was, anxiety in the background. Right. Like, it's always something going on. And yeah, it's just, it's a bit more, I, I always feel more tired, like on a very subconscious deep level. Like that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. I think the, the only thing I feel that, that, that we miss out on in being in a, a smaller area is not even, not even jobs. You know, you can commute. I mean, right. hell, mm-hmm. growing up, there wasn't really anything in Cherryville. So, I mean, for work, I've commuted since I started working because I'd drive over here to work. Right. Um, so, a commute is normal. But what I find is, as as a musician, not having a real scene, mm-hmm. you know, not having a a lot or at least a variety of venues in mm-hmm. a large metropolitan area that, right. that, that you were hooked into, you know? Right. Um, at the same time though, I see that as kind of a blessing because I see a lot of the bands in those areas that we do travel to that don't go anywhere else. Mm. You know, they're just comfortable playing in, in their, uh, their scene. They don't have to, they don't have right. to go anywhere. And we've, we've said since day one, two hours, you know, a two hour, uh, radius is pretty much our local. Okay. You know, because yeah. I mean, we have to drive yeah. for anything. So yeah, it doesn't matter with, which direction we're going. Yeah, yeah. If it's within two hours, yeah, that's pretty much our local. Yeah. So, 
I definitely, I've definitely been confined to the uh, Joplin and Pittsburgh area. I've only played twice up in Kansas City, uh, and then well, I guess once in Lawrence too, at like a basement show. Uh, which those are, I, I don't know if I mentioned, I think basement and house shows, house shows oh, might be my favorite. Yeah. I don't think we've done any in this band, but I have done no, some of those yeah. in the past in other yeah. bands. And yeah, I will. It's good that's, stuff. Yeah. That's Cause it's like fun. You had mentioned like yours felt like kind of like a party when you're right. on that past. It's very pastor, similar. Yeah. It's yeah. like, like a Metro pasture party, you know, right. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just a condensed yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know though. It is nice. Like, uh, um, so when I was an undergrad, uh, like a pit, a big thing was we'd go to concerts in Kansas city. Like we'd, we'd legally gear up for the day, drive up, go see, I don't know, like Mastodon or ghost or whoever, and then drive all the way back. And it was kind of like a right. trip, mm-hmm. which is cool in its own way. But, um, I think two years ago, I remember we were just kind of sitting around and my, my girlfriend was like, do you want to go see Drake at the sprint center? And I was like, not really, but she's like, I'll buy. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like 20 minutes. Like it was just right down the road. We hopped in yeah. an Uber, yeah. went downtown, sprint center. Um, now what is it? The T-Mobile yeah. something. I don't know, whatever. Mm. It's still the sprint center to me. Right. Um, but it was super cool to go see that, see the crazy, like, you know, high production show and then just go home. Like yeah. we didn't have a two and a half hour drive afterwards. Just yeah. 20 minute Uber. So there are pros and cons opportunities sure. you had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of miss out on those a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's a, it, everything's a trade off in yeah, life. Yeah. Everything is, you know. Um, I just last weekend mentioned at the top of the podcast. I just moved. So I moved from Cherryville here to Independence because I oh, work. Okay. I work here and everything. So, mm. um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. It's a new house, is what you? Well, right? it's not a. It, it's new to me. Well, new to you. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I got a little more room. Um, Hopefully, be able to set a little space aside, plan this, you know, to work on music and stuff. Mm-hmm. You said you got so, you've got a new like electric kit. Is that what you said? I just ordered it. It's oh. not come in yet. So yeah, that's. Is your family like happy that they'll have like a little bit more quiet, or are they cool with the drum? Oh no, like I ha- I've had no room to have a drum set in my home. Uh-huh. Like my drums are are here. Okay, that's yeah. right. Here yeah. in this in our little practice area, but um, and honestly, the e drums probably will be too because. Yeah. Well, but as much as they cost in a three year old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. I don't know. It'd be nice to have, get her playing. On well, yeah, so. yeah. 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 My son, I got uh, his first guitar for Christmas. It's like a, um, it's a little, I don't even know what brand it is. I don't know. It was like $30 little acoustic and it has uh, the scene from Star Wars where Luke and Darth Vader are fighting. Yeah. Because nice. he, he just told me, he's like, I want a Star Wars guitar. All right. I was like, you've never watched Star Wars before. He's like, I want a Star Wars guitar. He's got good taste. I was like, let's do it. And right he like, he, he never plays it except when his sister's asleep. Yep. That's the only time I'll, I'll be like, <laughs> like last week I was in the shower and I heard like, dun, 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 dun. and I'm like, what the hell are you oh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> She's asleep and like the room's right next to each other. Mm. But I appreciate the initiative, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm. He doesn't That's want to awesome. take lessons though. He's also he's a very confident kid, mm-hmm. and he's in his head he already knows how to play. Right, he doesn't know a single chord. I think we got the string names down. E A D G B E. I think we've got that. Um, but it's like almost like a battle of me telling him like, well, you need to learn some chords. Yeah, he's like, yeah. nah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, uh, that's why my son's a bass player. <laughs> chords. What's a chord? Chiral. <laughs> my. Kyra is my youngest daughter mm. and she, like I said she'll be three here in a couple of weeks but um uh, she's not real good on matching pitch yet oh yeah we need to work on that but 
she thinks she's amazing. Right. <laughs> so she's like, do this. And I'll try to match her. And she's like, and she's like, no. <laughs> no. Everybody's like, a critic now. Like yeah, yeah. this. You know, like <laughs> she's got it down. So wow. I'm, I'm almost 26 and I still have pitch issues. So it happens. Oh, yeah. Yes, it well, we, we can all We can all work on it and be a little better in that right. department, I'm sure. I'm super envious of, of the, the gruff, growly vocals that you have. Oh yeah, I don't. I can't. I have no no harshness to my voice at all. Oh yeah, you do. I mean, I'm, I'm never like you I got a little vocal fry going. I got to figure out how to bring it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, Quentin has been wanting to start singing a little bit, and he's like, I don't know. I, I said, pretend like you're yelling at your brother, because <laughs> I mean, when he yelled at his brother, oh, this nasty voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, um, like I said. Younger, I started out with uh, Duran Duran. Um, second grade, I was going to be a keyboard player for Duran Duran. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, then it moved into uh, Motley Crue. Mm. Um, but I was never going to sing that high. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then then Pantera came on the scene, and, uh, and that's really when I started singing heavier, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but always been a huge... Uh, Motown fan. Aretha Franklin's my favorite artist, period. And so it's, there's always been a, a bluesy bit to everything that I try to do. Um, I don't know, man. It's like I'm yelling, yelling at my kids. Yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it. Thank you. I, I can't, uh, do the growly stuff either. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a a mindset thing. Maybe I just, I got to get more angry at my kids. Anytime I try to do it, I just, I feel it just tearing up my voice. I I can't do it without it just ruining my voice. Is it, is it, is there a special way to do it? Is it a technique thing or is it just you power through it and just rip up your vocal cords? You know what? You just, you, you, you can go down a rabbit hole on YouTube on everybody telling you how to do it. And you know, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I, I don't know. I mean. Seems like it's working out okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, ever I've been drinking ever since I've been singing in a band. So you know, maybe it is rough on my voice, and I just anesthetize myself <laughs> while I'm doing it. You know, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I can talk the next day. I've I've been telling them when we do this nine day tour, mm-hmm. that's going to be the test yeah. because I've never sang that many days consistently. Are they back to back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so. Uh, well, they're supposed to be. Yeah. We still have to get them all booked. Right. But yeah. We have the first day and we have the last day. Oh, so maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. The The flyer that I saw with the mystery dates, is that a separate thing? Because those aren't consecutive. Those are like months apart, if yeah, I recall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is just the, the current list of dates that we've got. Okay. And and I have that first date and then the, that last date on that. I just haven't filled any dates in between. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, I was just putting everything on one, so we had something right you know very cool I mean? yeah so when when we have the full full tour booked i'll do a, a separate calendar for the the tour right now we we start in wichita we end in houston so oh very cool so we have a a lot of days and a lot of miles to fill in yeah. between do you guys have like a van or like what's your like setup? um yeah i have a uh we'll be taking a, a ford f-150 extended cab and then uh bought a new trailer this past year okay <laughs> It's so bad, man. I love that trailer. I do. <laughs> I bought, bought it brand new, right? Yeah. And it's a 14-footer, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And then uh, I got a truck bed liner and painted the entire floor and the ramp. It's got a ramp, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Got the nice high dollar locks okay. that are harder than hell to break into. Built shelves because it's a V-nose. So I built mm-hmm. shelves in the front of it. Put E-track on so you can snap. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Yeah. I it, it Because the last show was in November, um, Oh, I, I, I went to uh, Joplin because Macy's was closing out and I bought all these fixtures, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we got future video. I was kind of wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so that was uh, the first time I'd taken the trailer out since November mm-hmm. and it was disgusting how excited I was to pull the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah. I love the trailer. Oh, that's cool. And then, then I helped him move, so. Yeah. I got to pull oh. the trailer a lot, and then we had a gig. So the trailer's back in action. Yeah, man. double duty. Okay. Yeah. So, but I've got all kinds of uh, locks and boots and all kinds of shit because the horror stories man, oh, yeah. that are online all the time about trailers getting stolen. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. gear getting stolen. And yeah, if we stay at a hotel or whatever, that sucker's getting backed up to a light pole. I mean, mm, smart. Yeah. But yeah. I used to be a valet. Yeah. Over at Downstream. Oh, yeah. And really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I worked at Downstream for four and a half years, maybe. Okay. Um, and uh, ye, almost two years of that, I was a valet. I loved that job, man. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of nonsense that came with it, but just like, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. It was the most fun job I've had. Yeah. Um, just driving, driving, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. all day, every day, listening to the radio. Much nicer cars than I'd ever seen before, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Um. A little birdie told me Friday that uh, Downstream is um, actually getting tired of country and cover bands and maybe oh. looking to expand yeah. um, their yeah. artist roster this year. Really? Yeah. That's pretty much been their bread and butter since. Yeah. And I, think, I, and I, 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 I get the people working there getting tired of it. But you know, again, that's your bread and butter. Right. But hey, if that means uh, it's an opportunity for us to play a casino gig, because that'll pay. Yeah, right. yeah, that'll pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, find oh. you a drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, get you on the bill. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that might be a conflict of interest because I know I know all the the back pathways and stuff. You know, yeah. all the dirty secrets and whatnot. So I don't know if they'd yeah. want me. Oh no, I think I think you use yeah. that as leverage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You guys better book me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. Here's a list of bands that I want to play to. Right. <laughs> List of demands. I just, I'm trying to figure out when to start planning shows. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how things are looking like as far as, it seems like things are opening back up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and hopefully that continues. I just, I don't, uh, I don't do know. Do you have a feel? It seems like, it seems like um, there for a while we we're hearing all oh, this many new cases, this many new cases. Right. I haven't been hearing that as much. Is that, is that just, um, I mean, I, I'm not saying that COVID's gone away. No, it, it's it's still hanging around. It's mm-hmm. still uh, definitely something to take seriously. But um, do you get the sense that it's backing off, and or, or is it still? I think it's a two pronged thing. I think I think first and foremost, I think America is getting a little bored with it. Yeah, and so I think that's the, what my fear <laughs> is. Like, is this yeah. just a perception thing? Right. Yeah. I think I think the media is kind of. I don't know. They've got other. They've got like a big boat in the canal to worry about right yep. now. Yep. Versus you know yeah. the virus that's been here for a year. But I mean, at least around here things are kind of cleaning up. I mean, we still have plenty of cases. But mm-hmm. um, for example, Via Christi, I know their census. When I first got there, of the 
I don't know, 50 beds that they had. It was always like 25, 30 plus were COVID beds. Like that, like they, oh, wow. they always had a surplus of patients. Mm-hmm. And then just last month, the last time I looked at the census, it was like, there were like two or three. So around here, it seems like things are hopefully cooling down a bit. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, oversee any of the COVID units. I don't work right. on them. Right. Like yeah. That. I'm so not trying to say that you're an authority. I just, yeah, yeah. you might have, you might be a little more plugged in than my perception are, is hopefully, I mean, it seems like things are dying yeah. down a little bit. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows I'm not saying that that means like, woo party go, you know, <laughs> right. no masks. Right, just, right. You know, I'm not saying that, but, um, that's, that's encouraging. If that's the case, if it's kind of backing off right. we still need to be careful so it doesn't go back on the upswing but. i i really hope i really hope the the weather is going to be cooperative this year because this mm. this could be a huge year for outdoor shows sure mm-hmm. um because that's that's i think i think if we focused on doing outdoor shows this year um you know, at least one more year without close confined space, then I think I think we'll be where we need to be, at least to the what they call the new normal. You know, mm-hmm. um, I heard a a rubric that I really like, kind of a rule of thumb. Um, and tell me what you guys think of this. It's like basically do any two of the three: be outside, wear a mask. Or be uh, socially distanced. I feel like if you do two of those things, because you know you're, you're going to be relatively safe. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do all three, and then you're golden. Right, right. Well, <laughs> it's it seems like um, uh, there's very little evidence of it uh, of of it transmitting outdoors, mm. and. Um, if you're covering yourself up more, you're not creating vitamin D. Vitamin D seems to be, be having a positive effect. And I, I don't know. It seems like uh, if you're not around people outdoors, you could probably go without the mask. So something something that um, really interesting is, is uh, that I've noticed and I've had several physicians tell me there's no flu this year. We, I mean, we all got our shots and whatnot, or a lot yeah. of us did. And that's because everyone's masked up. The ma- yeah. Washing our hands works. It's the weirdest thing. Right. And the masks, maybe, they seem <laughs> yeah. to be maybe helping out. Um, but like uh, when I started my pediatric rotation, uh, which is all, which, kids, is uh, yeah. while, uh, taking care of kids, uh, one thing that they kind of prefaced us with uh, was that they said, you guys might be kind of bored on this rotation because we don't really have a lot of sick kids right now. Um, cause there's, there, because people are covering their mouths and they're washing their hands and they're staying away from each other, not congregating. Yeah. So, uh, things like RSV, croup, the flu, even common colds, those things are all kind of in the toilet. Um, so they, they warned us, you guys might not have a lot of patients to see. I still had plenty of runny noses and stuff sure. to take care of them. Yeah. But, um, so I mean, you know, there's some, some good things have come out of it. I hope personally that, um, the social stigma of wearing a mask, um, doesn't come back. Yes. Like totally agree. So working at, yeah, yeah. So working at downstream, uh, there were always people, uh, walking around with masks on like years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you would always look at those people like, what's wrong with like, what do you have tuberculosis or something? Like, why are you wearing a mask right now? Right. Uh, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then in, in, uh, like bigger cities or in like foreign countries, you would see that people would wear masks all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that, you know, five years from now, let's say COVID clears up completely. Everyone's vaccinated. I don't know, whatever. And it's not a big issue. 
I hope that it's still not weird for me to maybe want to wear my mask when I'm in like downtown New York or something. Right. Like you don't have to, there's not like rules about it, but if I feel more comfortable doing it, yeah. Um, or if I'm sick, you yeah. know, I hope people, you know, it's it, the perception of yeah. Yeah. strangeness isn't there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I hope that people do that. Like, especially, especially in the case of like, oh, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Right. But I know I'm going to be uh, like, I, I have to I just go you know, from A to, from point A to point B. Like, I'm going to wear my mask, you know. Yeah. I can't, I just can't, I can't get why wearing a mask anti- antagonizes some people. You know what I mean? It's a very touchy right. thing. It's 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 one yeah. of the weirder things that people are yeah. touchy about. Yeah, people make everything political. Mm-hmm. It's well, and <sighs> we live in a in a conspiracy rich culture. Oh yes, I mean I, because I just just scrolling through Facebook, watch this brilliant, and I say that as sarcastically as possible. This brilliant exchange because somebody chose to get their vaccine. Mm. How yeah. Dare they? yeah. Uh, but this person had to chime in. All right. Why right. D- did you get it? Hey, those, those tracker chips are very expensive. So it's, yeah. I think you should say thank you that they're yeah. getting them to you. I tell you what, you, you want to follow me, follow me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, we're just lucky. There's not 5g in this area, guys. Yes. Dude, yes. you want to talk conspiracy? <laughs> 5g is a, Fucking conspiracy! I must have missed. I, I I remember hearing about it. I didn't get that full story. Say, and it's not it's not even that crap. Okay. No, no. Five G is a scam. It is a complete and total scam to get people to spend more money, buying new phones, new uh, shit. Because five G works just as good as four G. And all of a sudden, whenever I'm in a four G area, it sucks ass. Mm. So it's like they're fi- not upgrading shit. <laughs> so 5G is just 4G and they've just just rebranded and they, it. And, uh, and now 4G is like 3G. <laughs> oh, oh, 3G. 3G is fucking horrible, man. And the 3G is just like not even. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. And and they're just rebranding. This things. is real world tests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I try not to go conspiracy, but. Right. Damn it. Well, it's like uh, Apple. Didn't they admit to like slowing down people's phones after yeah. throttling? Yeah. Throttling them. Yeah. 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 Planned obsolescence. Yeah. Yeah. That's a exactly Gojira song. Or isn't that? That's a Gojira song, I think. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's a title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, probably. If it's not, it should be. Yeah. And something obsolescence. I know. I don't know. But I know for a fact because company got me an iPhone 12. I've got 5G in Joplin. And it's just as good as it was when it was 4G or mm-hmm. it was LTE. Yeah. Man, as soon as I hit a 4G area, it sucks. Oh, wow. And I'm like, it was working just fine with the old phone. What? Maybe they just hope you're so dumb you won't notice. Uh, I, plenty of us are, apparently. <laughs> my God. So 5G well, conspiracy my- is real. It's just not what you thought it yeah. was. It's right, not a right, threat yeah. to your health. <laughs> Yeah, what was that? It's what a it was? Threat to your pocket? But yeah, it was, it was supposed yeah. to be. Like oh yeah, that it was causing radi- COVID. People oh, were yeah. saying that, but it, or, it, or it was radioactive, or it was yeah, let, uh, let alone brainwashing that, uh, you. Or, you know no. the uh, the places where five G were deployed <laughs> did not uh, line up where the outbreaks of COVID were okay. strongest, but somehow it was causing it. The towers yeah. were on the intersecting ley lines, and it was you know <laughs> summoning the demons. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
it's I, I think i always think it's interesting how people kind of pick and choose what they want to be upset about and this i'm sure this mm-hmm. applies to everybody i'm not you know pointing out a group i remember having a conversation with a friend of mine um at work i was drinking some like diet coke or diet dr pepper and she had her cigarette out. she's like you know you know that shit's bad for you right you really need to get that shit out of here and i was like i don't think i even replied i was like yeah you're probably right I should I should get some water. Yeah, maybe I should smoke this aspartame. Huh? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just take it straight in. But I don't know, man. It's your life. You got to live it. You know. Yeah. I wow. definitely like. Um, I definitely keep all my political and um, extracurricular stuff off of my musical socials, off of socials in general. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, That's a really good plan. I I just don't think there's real any real reason to engage on like Facebook or because you're not you're just not going to have a proper conversation about it. You're right? not. Nope. You know, I I used to just have emotional reactions and tr- and try to ha- try to have productive conversations. It never goes it never goes in a good way. Right. It always just devolves into silliness, name and, calling. Yeah, and it's like mm, it, there there's no such thing as like a good faith conversation right on social media. Right. So there have yeah. been so many times that I've just typed out a whole thing and I'm like. No, this ain't worth it. Yep, right. Delete yeah. it all. Yeah, and yeah. I this is totally grandiose, but I, I I jotted down this lyric. It was like the words I hold back would kill the world, you know, which obviously they wouldn't. But you know, that's what I feel like because yeah, I write all this and then I I get rid of it. Right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> Got to take the high road sometimes. I I don't know that it's the high road. It's just the easier road, right? You know? And, and and some people think that arguing is the easier road. And I'm like, I'm a very non-confrontational person. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it's definitely not. Yeah. Here's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is that the people that are in power and want to maintain the status quo want us to argue about silly things yeah. and never, never be able to come together to really actually address things that, uh, you know, are important. I and agree. That, you know, so by doing things like that, arguing over silly things, it just increases the division mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just spirals downward. So did you guys see the, um, the music video that came out like last, I think it was on Friday, Lil Nas X, the rapper he put out the like gay satanic video. Oh, I did. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen it, it, but I've heard, heard about it. it. Yeah. It's, pr- it's pretty, it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Um, especially like, uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of memes where it's like him and then like, um, bands like mayhem and behemoth and all those like, satan- <laughs> you know, satan- like satanic bands from like the nineties and the, and the early two thousands. And they're all kind of like hanging out. And it's just kind of funny to me that like, the response to that video, which was so obviously made to piss people off, right. like mm-hmm. it's it's gay and satanic. It's it's meant to piss off the Bible Belt. Like <laughs> right. that's exactly, and it and it accomplished its job very well. Right. Um, but it's like you said, it's like people like on Facebook are just lighting up the comments, which is great for business for him. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like, don't we still have like I don't know, like child soldiers in Africa, and like right all yeah. this real like legitimate. Does does Flint, Michigan have clean water? Right, right. Like they still still don't have clean water. (laughs) It's been a couple of years. Maybe we should talk about that too. Yeah. But God forbid a music video comes out that upsets my grandpa. Like exactly. You know. Well, and you know what's funny is is it attacks all the people that are whining and complaining about cancel culture, Mm, and so all those people that are complaining about it want to cancel Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little Nas. You know. Right. Right. 
Just like, shut up and live, yeah, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, I don't know what, I think socially technology went, I think our tech, technological capabilities went past our social capabilities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think that we as a, as a species are ready to, <laughs> for what we have in our hands with our phones and things. Right. I, I think we're too, we're a little too primal still for that. Yeah. With, for, for the comments section. We're not ready for that. No, right. Right. And I think I think it's uh, we're reverting back to a very uh, a tribal like yes. um, mentality, absolutely with all this stuff, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So. No, yeah, it's, it's it's always us versus them, right? For whatever reason, and I mean that that's how we've evolved. I mean that's that's in us, mm-hmm. but I think that's something we need to rise above and you know well it's to like, transcend it's like i've been talking about it for over a year <clears throat> now we need an enemy mm-hmm. as a species we need adversity right and so if we don't have it you know here we are in the most technologically advanced time and ultimately it's a peaceful time mm-hmm. so who else are we going to turn on but each other? So. I still, I'll still argue that this is the best time to be the best place and the best time to be alive yeah. uh, as people. I mean, just with the medicine we've got, the technology right. we've got, yeah. um, you know, a hundred years ago, people were dying of the flu still. Yeah, I mean, right. people still do. Yeah. Um, but I think we need aliens. We need a bad guy, a bad guy. I, I mean, yeah. you know, bring back the cold war. I mean, cause that, that, that was a good time. Right. You know? <laughs> we had Genesis, you know, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The art coming out of that period is incredible. But I, I think, um, what was the video game Mass Effect, uh, which is a sci-fi video game that I yeah. loved on the, back on the Xbox, where like um, the the human humanity united, and so all of a sudden we were Earth rather than um, you know America and Canada, yeah, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We were Earth talking to the aliens yeah. and, and fighting them yeah. initially. Yeah, uh, the common enemy. Yeah. Would be good. Well, and that yeah, I mean, if you want to bring the Earth together, it's got to be. Aliens. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. Interdimensional mm. beings. Yeah. Uh, the reptilians. I'm telling you, it's the reptilians. <laughs> They're making the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to get everyone really like tripping balls mm, yeah. and uh, seeing extra-dimensional beings. Yeah, yeah. I was admiring. It's, that's Quentin's, right? The the Doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I remember seeing that on uh, Facebook. Where did that, or Instagram, or whatever. Where, where did that come from? Who made that? Um, I'll send you a link. Yeah. I'll have, I have to look it up. A uh, guy, I think he was in Florida, does does scrims and does mm-hmm. cabinet covers and stuff like that. It's but sick, yeah. I got it for, got him for Christmas, so. Very badass. Yeah, Friday was the first show that I got to take it out, uh, and I was actually kind of disappointed nobody talked about it. Oh, really? But but Brooke said it where it was positioned on the stage and where he had to stand, you really it couldn't kind, see it all that yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's cool. I like custom stuff is something I haven't dove into yet. Because I think yeah. you guys, um, you were ordering uh, the Intune picks or whatever. Yeah. In- yeah. Yeah. And I had started following them because you guys had shared something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that'd be like a cool first step to kind of make some custom yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, reach out to uh, WB gear. Okay. And uh, under their umbrella is Intune guitar picks and um, uh, BTPA cables. I've, I've used them for some cables. Um, a bunch of other stuff like rev amps. Yeah. I'd love to get it. Oh, I yeah. mean, you get a discount, but it's still not enough for me to afford a rev, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
but uh, uh prestige guitars a uh, bunch of others um uh dirtbag clothing reach out to them too okay i mean they're, they're really good about um endorsing okay mm-hmm. um you know up and coming artists uh you get a discount i mean yeah but i'm always up for a discount but, yeah but you know you get a little artist page on their website and stuff like that in school okay yeah yeah yeah. i de- like merch is something that i've kind of kind of dove into um i printed like a handful of shirts from like a uh, binky guy over in joplin the textile place mm-hmm. um but you know small runs like 10 to 20 shirts and yeah. just kind of sell them yeah. as i go that would be nice yeah to do yeah. them in small runs <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. Uh, financially i think in the long run it's not really the way to do it but yeah. right do you have any shirts available right now uh just a shit ton of xls and maybe like a, a, a medium somewhere uh, okay yeah i probably need a large i was gonna hit you up for one i'll check well i'll okay. check yeah 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 and likewise I, I, I need... i've got i've got kind of a belly these days so medium oh, yeah. doesn't <laughs> medium fits me up here on the shoulders but not down here in the well gadget. i got my xl the other day in the mail so oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right i'll 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 check my stock room okay which is a, a, a cabinet at my house right or a, a drawer i should say awesome yeah. i would love to purchase a, a everett the gray shirt i appreciate you. it yeah and likewise i don't think do you guys have shirts i yeah. haven't seen okay yeah, yeah. yeah. let me yeah. get one of those yeah, all right. yeah man we'll, we'll toss one at you okay oh, yeah. Yeah. um okay. i want to add uh, just it threw me for a loop when I asked you about the band name and you were saying there was a Lord of the Rings reference yeah. in there. So I'm just, are you a big fantasy fan? Um, as a whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not like, I, I don't pretend to be like uh, one of those guys who knows all the, the lore of like Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. That's, um, I've seen man. all the movies several times. Uh, I really love, uh, you know, Harry Potter, of course, I grew up on. Um, I was really into like uh, the Elder Scrolls, the video mm-hmm. game series. I pl- I played the shit out of those hundreds of hours into those. Um, I don't consume a lot of um, entertainment stuff right now, just because I'm just I'm busy. Yeah, you got I'm, a lot going on. <laughs> right, right. And so I I kind of focus more on creating rather than consuming. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely yeah yeah I'm I'm a fan. That's cool. That's cool. I me too. That's my favorite genre. I think like when I okay. especially for books and stuff like. What would be your like essential like text or three maybe? Um, like fiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I really love uh, the Dune series. This is more sci-fi, but my Frank roommate, Herbert's Dune. My roommate is obsessed with those. Oh, yeah. The trailer came out recently for the new movie. Oh, or I'm, something. yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about yeah. that. Um, and then. Uh, I, I, my, probably my favorite author right now is Brandon Sanderson. Okay. And he is a fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, um, several, sto- he, all right. He's, he's got a, a lot of books mm-hmm. and a lot of series, but some of those series are within what's he, what he calls the, um, the Cosmere. Okay. And they're kind of loosely related and they're, um, but there's one series in particular in the Cosmere that's called the Stormlight Archive. And it's got a really cool magic system. The mm-hmm. char- What makes a book for me is when the characters are really well-developed mm-hmm. and the story stems from the characters, not like you're just plugging arbitrary characters into a plot. Right. Well, he's really good about just having very deep characters okay. and and you can really relate to them and follow them through the story. Mm-hmm. So the Stormlight Archive is amazing. Okay. So that's one. Okay. Um and then 
Another one that's older is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. I'm not familiar with that. All right. That's a really, uh, it's it's something like 15 books and they're all uh, super long. Oh, uh, it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like epic. So, um, okay. They're making a series of that. They started production on it and then had to pause it for COVID. Right. Uh, but, um, we're so behind yeah. on on projects. Like I know, like Godzilla versus Kong. I'm a massive Godzilla fan. I don't yeah. know if I said that earlier. Like all throughout my childhood, like that was it was just my thing. And uh, Godzilla versus Kong was supposed to come out March of last year initially, right? And that was the the first delay. I think it was supposed to come out like fall prior to that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then, like uh, in the MCU, like the Black Widow movie, just kind of I don't know when that's coming out. Like last late, I heard this year I was pretty June. close. Yeah. Okay, okay. June. But it was supposed to be like summer yeah. last year, right? Right. Like, it was supposed to be yeah. in May. Yeah. Of last okay. year. They should have just released it on Disney Plus. But yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of Disney Plus, you've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have not had a chance with Ooh. the move and everything. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. good it's, and it and it's only uh, it's only six episodes. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that. so already yeah. two out of the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Give it another four weeks, man. Just power through it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right on. Well, that's like WandaVision. It was uh, like yeah. a self-contained kind yeah, of story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was eight. Was it eight episodes? Eight, yeah, maybe. eight. I want to say it was nine. Eight right? or nine, yeah. It was, it was really original. I mean... I was impressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, So you're not absorbing a lot of content, uh, and there hasn't been a whole lot of content. Yeah. Have you... Uh, any... Any movies or anything that's jumped out? So we watched. I always mess the mess the name up of this. Um, it's the an HB a series on HBO. Uh, I want to say it's called "I Know This to Be True" or "I Know This for Certain." I always mess it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's got Mark Ruffalo. Are you, are you familiar with this? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, the I'm series, not. No. I thought okay. you were saying the actor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Hulk himself. It's yeah. based off of a book. Uh, I know. And um, Mark Ruffalo is this guy. He's like um, in his early 40s. He, uh, he's a painter and he has a twin brother, also played by Mark Ruffalo, who uh, is a paranoid schizophrenic who has mm. been institutionalized for most of his life. And uh, I guess I shouldn't give away too much. But um, the be- first episode beginning of the series uh, is his brother, who's also Mark Ruffalo. That's when I realized he was an amazing actor because he plays both <laughs> roles flawlessly. Yeah. Um, it's him cutting his arm off in a library. And so it's kind of the sequela of that, of him trying to handle that with his brother being locked up. And also he's just, he has the worst luck of anyone on the planet. It's a, it's an incredibly dark show. It's one of those, like I would watch an episode and just be like, yeah, take a breather from all that bullshit. That was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's maybe seven episodes. Um, I loved it. It's very, it's very, um, artsy. Yeah. I wouldn't say quite like experimental, but, um, it's definitely, uh, uh, there are layers to it. Um, very well written, uh, amazingly acted. I was super impressed. I think he won. Um, I don't. I get to mix up an Emmy or something. One of those awards yeah. for his performance. Um, so I was super impressed by that. It's worth well, a watch. Cool. cool. Yeah, I will cool. check that out. Yeah, sounds great. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We we're past the three hour mark. So wow. oh shit. Um, I I just want to say, man, I appreciate you spending all this time with us. Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy yeah, to be that was here. Great. I wish you the best on all your endeavors. Um, school. Thank you family i certainly hope to hear and see more of everett the gray thank you it's performances coming. and recordings all, yeah. all right likewise and you guys i appreciate you having me oh, out yeah, here absolutely oh, man. sorry it took me a little bit i know no uh, you're good yeah, oh, man. i had a slight delay but we'll you something. are welcome back anytime man yeah right on right on if you guys ever need an opener let me know 
Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Ever got an open spot on a gig? Because I'm, I'm looking, you know, later um, this year. Uh, so there's a new venue that opened in, in Coffeeville. Um, and I think we're going to try and put something together there. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Let me get my drummer situation figured out and sure, then let sure. me know. Yeah. Well, it, it'll probably be fall. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I think we're going to focus on on getting the rest of these songs learned. Right. Um, but we do have shows here and there. So so maybe this fall. Okay. You know? Okay. You guys are playing around here anytime soon. I thought I saw like a Pittsburgh date. Yeah, we'll be in Pittsburgh on the 7th of May. Okay. Um, out at the Dirty Mule. Uh, so, oh, where's that at? Uh, you, do you remember Twisters? No. It's north of town. Yeah, north of okay. town. Yeah. I mean, I think the address is technically like Franklin. Okay. Or it's it's right in that area. It's just before the the stoplight to turn back to Gerard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right out there. Cool. Yeah. It's a cool yeah. venue. Yeah, I'll have to come out and check it out. Um I never went out there because at the time Twisters was a country bar and, mm. and they still do a lot of country out there, but they're doing rock and metal now. So Nice. Rock so and metal, rock, rock and metal. <laughs> All right. Well, um, one last thing. Where can people uh, find you on on the interwebs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram is my central hub. So um, uh, Instagram.com slash oops, Everett died is me. Uh, that's where I, where I, I, I post most of my content. Um, you know, also available on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Um, Riddles, my personal favorite, the newest track from Everett the Gray. I really uh, can't. I really can't pick one because I, I like pillowcases. I like uh, I like pillowcases a lot, shucks. dude. Um, and spill- oh, yeah, smoke oh. eaters. I want to. I haven't played either of those two live. Riddles or pillowcases. I just haven't had oh. the opportunity, so I'm yeah. really looking forward to those. Oh, right. dude, right. yeah, be fun. All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, be well, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace.